Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamers Lounge Podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me, as always, is Eric, Nathaniel, and Dennis is with us tonight. How's oh. everybody doing? <laughs> doing good. Yeah, Dennis in his sweater. I've never never seen Dennis wear a sweater before. The one night that time that we're not live streaming and Dennis is wearing a sweater. It's like... Uh... Well, I wanted to be a little comfy this time around. It's not, I mean, I could have, you know, been fine without it, because like I said, I've been furring the cold but this time i was like you know what i'm gonna keep it cozy this time so let me put on this sweater with udon noodles and sushi i don't blame you i mean you know it's not in arizona you don't get a lot of chances to wear a sweater <laughs> unless you live in what flagstaff in that where it's usually they have snow as yeah, well yeah that's just the mountains yeah, yeah that's just so, mountains at that point so yeah, yeah so you know i mean Arizona's weird. <laughs> they have they have the extreme on both ends, which is really really oh, yeah. odd. So, but no, we uh, we're, we're doing our uh, twenty our top games of twenty twenty three, whatever you want to say. Last year, our our ten favorite games that we played last year. So it's it's going to be a long uh, a long show. So we don't have any news, don't have anything we've been playing. So because we're going to be talking about what we played for the whole year anyway. So. Um, now I didn't rank mine in any particular order. Um, I just wrote them down as I thought about them, um, <laughs> because when you're driving down the road and you're using Siri to dictate your things, you don't worry about putting stuff in order. So, and then I didn't even bother to put them in order when I write them. But I usually don't put them in order anyway. So um, yeah, it's usually just like me and Dennis who like the numbers, I guess. Yeah, you gotta I, rank them. Nah, I'll, I'll number mine. <laughs> yeah. I'll number them, but that won't be they won't be ranked in any particular order. They'll just be numbered, so they'll they'll <laughs> match. Random. Yeah, they'll just be. <laughs> John, why is your list just random numbers yeah. between like seven, three hundred and seven thousand? Yeah. Negative like, what? seven. What? <laughs> well, they were lottery numbers to begin with, but I didn't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, the ten lottery numbers. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, but no, um, I'm looking at lists here, and a lot of us. A lot of us have the same things, I guess. Some crossover. Yeah, some crossover. Um, I tell you what, Nathaniel, why don't you go ahead and start on your list? Because I'm just going to chime in when everybody. Because I think I have at least one game every of all my ten games except for one. I think everybody's at least played <laughs> has it on their list one way or the other. Um, maybe not Jedi Survivor, but because uh, I don't think it's on your list, is it, Nathaniel? No. It's on my Oh, list. is it? Yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So literally, that's all of them except uh, Forza Motorsports that I played. And, you know, most people, well, Nathaniel, when he was looking over it, said, I didn't even realize that game came out this last year. So. Well, I remember it from before, but it's just because of all the games yeah. that came out in the, like, that two to three month period it's just like it's easy to forget oh, oh yeah, yeah that did come out there right? were so <laughs> many games that came out this year you know and a lot of them came out you know there was a lot of them that came out in the fall that it's you know they just got covered up it's like sea of stars it's like it's not on my list because i didn't play it you know i, yeah. I haven't played it yet well, it came so. out in august i think actually yeah and you know i have it but i didn't I, play it then that's what came out yeah and i <laughs> but i haven't had time to play it so it's like i just started it because uh, i ended up buying it on the steam sale but you know it's always something so go ahead and start with your list nathaniel and i'll chime in and then i i don't know how eric or i know dennis dennis always has a way different list than most of us because he plays yeah, a wide variety of games i didn't i didn't play i played the least amount this year <laughs> yeah i played just 10 games uh, literally new games was 10 this year which is usually i play more than that but 
it just wasn't to be this year. So in a year that everything came out. Yeah. Like that's the thing too. Like not only has it been busy, I feel like for all of us, but there's just been too much that came out at the same time. And it's like, you have to pick and choose with a lot of these now, yeah. you know, it's, you can't get to most of them. Yeah. Well, that's like Starfield. I, I played Starfield. I put it on my list. I only played an hour of it. You know, I didn't, you know, I played it and went, yep, it's cool. I like it. I'll get back to it at some point. And then I uninstalled it because I just didn't have time. You know, there was other games to play. So, Well, especially for a game as big as like that. Yeah, and then there's yeah. several other big yeah, games yeah. that are out at the same time. Just like if you're releasing a giant game, then you're going to take up all your time doing that one. I think, a, time to play anything else. I think a lot of games like Starfield and some of the others, they should have given Baldur's Gate a bigger berth. Yeah, I think that yeah. played into yeah. a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Baldur's Gate moved backwards to give itself room. Yeah, yeah, and it still going to be a lot later. But then they put it out early in August, and it still stomped over a lot of things. Yeah, because just it, because it's such a big game, people were playing it for so long. Yeah, well, I mean, and Starfield, what it it came out, it wasn't long after. Uh, I was going to say I was going to look up the release. It was a date. month later, September. Yeah, September fifth. You know, and that's still. Yeah. That's still it a was going to be like a week or two weeks between the two, and then then Baldur's Gate they decided to move it backwards because they had it ready. Yeah, and good on them. But anyway, we're 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 getting out of hand. Anyway, anyway, go uh, ahead. We'll start with <laughs> honorable mentions, and before I get to kind of like the top ten list that I have, so one of my first honorable mention would be Dredge. That was earlier in the year. I loved it. Indeed. One of it's, more it's than all, one fishing I, indie game. I own it on indie indie games. platform, and I'm like, I gotta play that. <laughs> I I bought it on Steam, and I I played. That's probably one of the most played games I I played this year. Was Dredge. Just go fire it up after the show. Give it a little. I should give it a little try. Yeah, you should. It's really really good. Yeah, it's fun. I, it mixes I probably, a few different things together, and it's just like a fun, unique mix of things that make it kind of unique. Yeah. But yeah, like Dredge is very much like you've got a fishing boat that you have to go around and you can do the fishing part of it and collect fish and then you can get, sometimes there are things for quests, sometimes you just get it for money so you can buy more parts for your ship and then you have kind of almost like a Resident Evil style uh, inventory for your ship so you have only so many slots you can fit different motors and fishing gear and stuff in it and then you can upgrade your boat so you get more slots and Kind of that's an upgrade system as you go through the game. That's sort of one part of it. And then there's all the weird lore with how there's the Cthulhu kind of inspired stuff that happens at night and all the weirdness there. Yeah. <laughs> and that plays into the actual like story. And yeah, it definitely doesn't deviate from that by the ending. I was like, I suddenly yeah. remember, like, oh yeah, that's how that game ends. Ha! <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and they have, don't they have some DLC for it? They just put out some DLC that's like ties it with Dave the Diver, I think, or something. There's some weird crossover for DLC, I think. Uh, I haven't played it, so I, don't I haven't either. It's or I was might actually... be thinking of Dave the Diver had a DLC because that also did. It's like the nope. games are blending together. Uh, Dave, Dave the play. Diver and Dredge. You're right. Yep. Uh, oh wait, nope. Sorry. That's the bundle. Yeah, because the David, David, Di- David yeah. Diver is the more you're making the you're making the food at the end, right? Making it like sushi style, right? Yeah, yeah that's the uh-huh. different one. We'll get to that later. It's also yeah, well, it's it's all too. <laughs> yeah, but like Dredge is really good. It nails sort of atmosphere 
and it actually feels a little bit creepy even at times which is kind of funny because you're just driving a boat around you don't actually like control a character really and all of like your interactions are only in like the towns and stuff when you're docked and it has like you know still images come up and that's pretty simple kind of uh, as far as that interaction, those interactions go. But the, yeah, there's like a bunch of different like fish. Some of them are hostile, like monsters and things out there. And it's like, let's make a somewhat creepy game with some fishing and weirdness in it. And they did it. And then turns out that's a really cool formula. Yeah. So yeah, Dredge is pretty good. I've had a chance to play it myself yet, but it does look really really good I, yeah. I genuinely or I generally like what Team 17 puts out anyways I think they have really unique games yeah yeah. It's, it's, and it's another good thing about it it's not super duper long so you can play it for as long as you want That's like there's some stuff if you want to collect everything that'll take longer but if you just want to kind of play through it it's not going to take you like forever in a day to do yeah and it's definitely your type of game Dennis I think you'd like it a lot Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I hear so much about it, but I, again, you know, with the limited time and me putting priorities to playing other things, it's just something that, like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, like, it's in the back of my mind, but I won't make an extreme effort to play it right away, you know. Yeah. But uh, now that I hear you guys talk about it, now it seems like yeah. it should be something. That I think I you would enjoy for. kind of like the horror elements that they have in it. Like, it's not necessarily yeah. a super scary game. It's just more like a little bit of like creepy atmosphere almost. Yeah, and okay. just kind of like the universe world building stuff that they have in there of like so, where this it exists is kind of fun. It, looking at like screenshots and stuff, it sort of it sort of reminds me of uh, it was that one uh, EA original game that came out. Uh, there was like I think it had the word C in it too, but you guys know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Call it, of Call Call of the Sea. Oh, was it the same? No, that's a different thing. Having... It was a girl that was in like this, like just a regular boat, and it was like a really. Or maybe it was called. I don't know. I'd have to look it up to be uh, sure. But no, that's nineteen thirties. That one was a nineteen thirties game. It was like a. Yeah. It wasn't a. She wasn't in a boat. It was a. This one was more like a like mist. You know, the first person. Mm-hmm. That was that was Susie said call. That's what I thought it was called. See, sea of solitude. Oh, okay, yeah. Sea of solitude. Oh, yeah, yeah. That does make sense. Now that you say that, yeah, I can see kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm getting sort of vibes from that. The but vibes would have some similarities. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought Sea of Solitude was fantastic. So, and Dredge is already giving me some of those vibes, especially the sort of darker aspects of. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'd forgotten about that game. Yeah, forever ago when it came out, I think I got all the achievements for it, um, yeah. and then I just, I just sort of let it be. But it's like it's one of those games that I sort of like, even though I've never like played it more than once. It's one of those games that sort of sticks with you, you know. So I, yeah. I, I think about it every once in a while. Yeah. Hmm. I have to play. That's I know that's all probably on PC Game Pass. Yeah, it's it's not long. They're two hours, maybe three hours tops. Oh, that's cool. But go ahead, Nathaniel. I wasn't sure if you're done talking about dredging stuff yet, so I'll <laughs> play out. Uh, my other honorable mention of the two that I put on here is Final Fantasy 16, talking about a, a bigger game that came out earlier in the year. And the reason it doesn't actually make it to my actual list is there's just a few things holding it back, but there's it's like 
a weird mixed bag of here's some stuff that's really excellent and then here's some stuff that's just kind of repetitive and a little bit boring after a while. Mm. So I really like the combat system. I think it was really, really fun to play. The music is great. All like the cutscenes are gorgeous because, of course, it's a Final Fantasy game. Why wouldn't they be? But the story after a while is just like, okay, you've kind of lost me. And then the gameplay loop of what you're doing, it kind of just got like, okay, I just feel like I'm doing the same thing. And I didn't, I got to, I think, where I have the final, uh, like, boss thing or whatever. When I was starting that, like, final act, I guess, of the game is when I ended up putting it away. So I still played a ton of it. But I think the early parts of the game are the best for the story. Yeah. And then the story just kind of gets away from itself a little bit. And then there's some just design choices for, like, that hold it back. So it's very much boring fetch quest JRPG side quests. Most of them are not worth doing. And so when you have other games out there where the side quests are, like, really great, it's kind of like, well, that holds it back a little bit. But, like, the characters are really cool. Like, the main character especially is really, really well done. Like, the voice acting and all that in the the game, mm-hmm. great. So it's, like, a lot of great stuff. Some stuff that's not so great, so it just holds it back from hitting my main list. But it still was a good time when I was playing it. Yeah, I get that. I do that a lot with Final Fantasy games anymore. They kind of get long in the tooth, and I kind of play and play and play and then step away from them. You know, at least I used to do, so... <laughs> This is easily the most I've ever played of a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. I think before this would be Final Fantasy thirteen, which I played about maybe fifteen to twenty hours of that game back in the day. Yeah. And I played like maybe a dozen hours of fifteen or so, something like that. So I didn't I didn't play any of the older ones, so it's not like it's a franchise that I have ties to or nostalgia for. So yeah. it's just kinda like, oh this would be fun and I didn't have anything else at the time, so I was like, Ooh, fancy, I'll play it. I wanna play something. <laughs> it was fun. Fun for a while, and then it's just like, all right, I'm kind of done with what you're doing for the moment. Yeah. All right, so my ten top ten list, we're going to start at the bottom and move our way up to number one. Okay. Which, if anyone's been listening to the podcast, they're going to know what that is. Well, yeah. But uh, number ten on my list is Lies of P. So I would not rank this one as high as a lot of people did when it came out. It's like, oh, this is super great, and it is really, really good, but... It's not good enough to like rank higher on my list uh, for a few reasons, but it's I call it Souls Light, which had, doesn't it really exist to this point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's kind of like roguelike diet, and roguelite. Diet Souls Light. <laughs> diet, diet Souls. Well, it's kind of like the difference between a roguelike and a roguelite, where the roguelite has some extra systems and or just things that make it a little bit easier to progress and things like that. Whereas, like most of those types of games are probably roguelite these days. They don't yeah. really have any like hardcore of the other ones. It's not quite the same as that, but like Liza P is like it's a really cool kind of like setting. The way it ties into kind of like Pinocchio lore and their own spin on it is really cool. And it looks pretty good, but, um, like, the combat is pretty decent. And, like, a lot of it is, like, it's good, but it's not great for me. And that's what holds it back. It's, like, especially the level design is very, very cookie cutter. Mm. To the point where it's just, like, okay, you're going down, like, this whole, like, corridor. And you have, like, one, like, 
couple side little rooms or maybe a tiny like side loop that takes you like a minute to go around and you're like oh, okay you're not it's not a world you're ever going to get lost in because it's very very like not only is just the progression of the game and the story linear but just even just every level is linear and then you have kind of like okay you've done this one now you've done this one now you've done this one and then you just keep moving through it and there's not really there's none of the stuff like you would find in like a dark souls game or anything where there's like things that loop around and you have shortcuts and all that kind of stuff there kind of is but it's like pointless ones where you're like okay that's cool it didn't doesn't save me much <laughs> <laughs> or and there's not like a ton of things off the beaten path there's a couple places in the game there where it was a little bit better but it's all very much a lot of stuff that's kind of like on the same level there's a little bit of verticality in some places um there was one level in particular that had a lot more verticality, so that one was probably my favorite in the game, where it was a little bit more interesting to go through, but a lot of it was just like, go through, kill some enemies, you eventually get to a boss, which all of the bosses were like, cool designs, but like the boss fight themselves were pretty much just like, I can one-shot most of these, I did one-shot for most of them in the game, until I got to a boss where I couldn't do that. And it's not like most of these games where it's like, okay, I have to learn the patterns and do all this stuff, and that's what's fun about it. The combat wasn't quite to that level, so I just eventually got frustrated. I'm like, this isn't fun. I, I'm getting killed not because I'm bad at it, because it's just the balance is weird here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, I am super leveled and have powerful like weapon and stuff that causes lots of damage, but like doesn't really matter for this boss at all cool it's like <laughs> most of them are like almost a little too easy although there's a couple that were pretty good and this is also just coming from someone who plays a lot of these games so if you haven't played a lot of souls games this would probably be a good one to play uh if you're interested in it just because you wouldn't have that comparison to make so you probably have some different feelings on it than i do yeah and it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people really, really liked it because it is a very good game and it's just like the other thing that draw, like, draws me back from it is it doesn't do atmosphere nearly as well as like FromSoft does in their games. Somewhat literally, because there's not as much like fog and things that sometimes FromSoft puts in their games, or just like the way they do the lighting and all that. It's just pretty much like you're going through it. There's some atmosphere in it, but it's not quite as like spooky or oppressive or just like, okay, I'm in this dangerous world as much as like, okay, I know those enemies are dangerous, but you don't feel it just from like kind of the the level design and the way that the game just looks yeah. as much as you do in some other games like that, which is part of the fun because you're like, okay, I'm going through this and I'm like, it feels dangerous and I'm overcoming it and going through it and moving through it and like succeeding and all that stuff that you get from a Souls game. It didn't do it quite as much for me, but yeah. it does have a lot of cool stuff. It's just not as good as other games. <laughs> At least for me. Yeah. Number nine on my list is Dave the Diver. Yes. I, I need to come back to that one and play more of it. Yes, I need to play, play more of it too. That's on my <laughs> list as well. I, I really got into it too and, and played probably nine or six, nine, ten hours of it. Loved it. Yeah, it's super fun. You're just like, the way that they designed that game is nice because you get all this kind of like collectibles type stuff. You have some like quests that are in there that you're collecting things for it pretty much. But just the way that you do it is you're going down and you're diving to get all these different fish. And you have like a like weapon, like a gun thing or something. I forget if you start with it or not. Yeah, but I then can't remember. Whatever, whatever gear you start with, 
it's got that kind of like upgrade uh, thing for your gear so that you can go deeper, so that you can get better fish and better gear, so that you can go even deeper and that kind of stuff is fun. So that when you then come back to the sushi restaurant at the end of the night, then you have lots of good fish that you can cook up and sell to people, and then you're like running back and forth along the thing trying to deliver things to everybody. So it's a completely different kind of gameplay. And that mix between the two is just fun. Plus, it's just zany. All the just crazy over-the-top cutscenes that they have oh, yeah. for when the chef is making things and it looks like a crazy kung fu movie but all he's doing is just like preparing food they're just doing it super stylized mm-hmm. and then just some weird goofy stuff that they throw in there too and i'm sure it probably gets even weirder and goofier past where i've played oh i'm sure but i got <laughs> i t- i got uh away from it for a while and then other things came up and i haven't gotten back to it and it's been however many months then since i've played it yeah that's 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 been the way with me too and, and they've had dlc they've had at least there's two dlc bundles dave the diver dredge content yeah that's the dave the diver has the dredge uh <coughs> dlc yeah. has dredge dlc that's how it, how huh. it goes it's kind of cool yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it's like, hey, another indie game that's like weirdly tied to fishing in it came out the same year as us. Why not, you know, team yeah. up? Yeah. And I need to buy it because it's cool because you, you dive. Oh, it's free. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I just need oh, to. I'm in. No, <clears throat> I just need to click add that to my library. Now I've got it. Yeah, it's like I didn't realize it was free. Yeah. Because you actually go diving in the Dredge universe, you know. So you're you're driving around the Dredge map and, and diving and everything. So it's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. So I need to download I think I mentioned this back when I was playing it on the podcast, but um, Dave the Diver is made at least a thousand percent better if you're singing um, Holy Diver while playing. <laughs> Instead of Holy, it's Dave the Diver. It's just, it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know you can why. either just sing it on your own, or you can put the actual song. Yeah, on I was gonna say you can play it. Nope. You know. I'm, I'm gonna play it downstairs straight. on my Xbox. I'm gonna be bursting the song. My wife's gonna be in the other room. She's gonna, what is wrong with you? I'm like you wouldn't get it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> if I do that, I'll, if I do that, I'll have her film it, and you guys can get a good chuckle. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, could you do that? I'd appreciate it. And then we're gonna use it as the as the show outro. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. I think we're onto something there. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. I'm down with that. Is there anything else you guys want to add to the day of the diver talk? Or no, no, just go play it. Just, up, just go play it. Yeah, just yeah, go play it. Yeah, that's one of those that uh, you know everyone's been like super into. That I just, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think I'm more interested in Dredge, but I'd be willing to get both games to try. Yeah, they're both yeah. worth trying, and they're both like I'm you not, can get, you can get as much out of them as you cooking. want. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, you're not I'll really cooking. You're not cooking. I, you're just delivering like, um, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the old game I'm thinking of? Like Root Beer Tapper, maybe? Yeah. Or, or, um, or, uh, like Diner Dash? Diner Dash. Yeah, or Diner something Dash like a little bit. You know, similar to that type of thing. It's like you're not really cooking as much as you have the ingredients for these type of things. So you put these types of things on the menu and then people come and order or whatever. And then you're like picking it up and bringing it to yeah. them and that kind of thing. And you only have so much time to do it before they get angry and leave. Plus, and you can you buy have so much time total for the whole kind of like shift. Plus, you can buy both those uh, both those games in a bundle on Steam. So, and they're great to play on the Steam Deck if you have a Steam Deck. I mean, they play on other things too. If it's yep. a handheld PC, it'll 
play pretty well on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Both, both of them will. Uh, let's see. So, number eight on my list would be Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yes. Yeah, that annoys the crap out of me. <clears throat> and outlets try and call it a Souls-like. I'm like, it is nothing like a Souls game. What are you smoking? Stop it. Yeah. No. <laughs> The only reason I have not finished that game is because I've had so much trouble getting it to run on either the Steam Deck or the Ally. And the Ally is where you know that I had the best luck playing it, uh, but still, I mean, it was patches it after patches after patches. It's it's got enough problems on just a regular PC. Though I'm trying to play it on a handheld PC. Yeah. it's going to be fun. <laughs> In quotes, fun. Yeah, I but, mean that's probably next to Hogwarts. That's probably the most the game I played the most this year. Is I put twenty hours in it, and and most of it's just trying to get it to run on the Ally. Ooh. A lot of it makes it look like it's a lot more than <laughs> than what it really is. That's at least half the time. He's more, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, like, I'll eventually finish it. I just I, I have finished it, and that's why it ranks lower on my list. Yeah, because it's like. The first half of playing that game, I enjoyed a lot more than the second half of playing that game. Gotcha. And, like, mechanically, it's great the whole way through. It's more like story <clears throat> issues that I have with it are just like, oh, man, like, what you were setting up and then where you went with it by the end of the game was just like, I didn't enjoy that as much as what I was hoping you would do with it. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, hey, here's a big twist. And I was like, I called that an hour two of this game. Like... <laughs> 20 hours ago and then it's like long enough where it's like oh maybe they won't do it and then like you see where the story's going like nope this is where this is going and it's dumb because you didn't really earn it or at least in my opinion they didn't so like again it's very subjective especially stuff like story people react to it differently but for me when i got to that certain point in the game i was just like wow okay sure why not (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll do that but like I like the stuff that they added into it over the first game, so a lot of the customization stuff of making uh, your character look exactly how you want with the outfits and the facial hair and all all the hairstyles and all that that you could do to switch it up was fun. I like that you could do dual lightsabers. I wish that you could have done two different colors at once, but sure. I guess that was too hard for them. Yeah, to do. I was like, I wanted a, I want a green and a blue, but I can't do that. So I'll just do two of whatever color. Like all the different stances that they have in there make the combat fun because it like shifts it up depending on which ones you have equipped and all of that. And then just kind of like the uh, Metroidvania type progression where it's not quite like that, but it has a lot of the stuff. Where it's like when you have this, you know, gear item or ability, now you can go to this area later. And some of that, you know, has you go through with the game. Some of it is just like, hey, it's in the big open area. You can go if you want. You don't have to. And yeah, like it's a gorgeous game. It's very, very pretty. Oh yeah, just all the environments and stuff in there. And like the first game was like very pretty at the time. And like looking back at it now, I was like, oh, that game doesn't look as good just by comparison. And yeah. Then you're like, wait, stop comparing it to the new game with all the new technology they put in. It's like, oh. It still looks pretty good, but like, it, they made more of an improvement on it, I think, than I would have expected them to in the like what three or four years between games. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Yeah, it's crazy. That first one looks fantastic. Yeah, it's just... yeah. The first one looks fantastic. The second one looks like way better. It's ridiculous, yeah. especially on PC when you can when you push all the settings up too. But even on just like the console version, still look really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks really good, man. It. 
it was it was such a mixed bag when it came out of how it ran. It was just <laughs> that's why I waited a long time to play it because it came out in like was it May or something? I forget somewhere in there, and I didn't play it until yeah. the middle of the summer, several months later after they patched it a few times. And then for the most part, it was fine when I played it. But there's a few spots where the performance like yeah. grounds down a little bit. But it wasn't anything that like ruined the game for me because I wasn't trying to force it onto a handheld. So right, yeah. Oh, I would <laughs> okay. I would play it on my I would play it on the desktop, and I mean it would run it would run fine on the desktop. But it was the first game that I'd ever seen where one minute it'd be running sixty frames a second, and the next minute it'd be running one hundred and forty four frames. And I would just turn around, and it would drop, and then shoot back up again. It was. It was crazy. Now, of course, you know, I, the monitor that I have is real nice. So, you know, you didn't see, you couldn't really tell it. If I didn't have a counter in the in the corner telling me what it was doing, yeah. I never would have known. But it was just like, holy crap, I'm 120 frames. Oh, now I'm down to 60. 144, holy crap. <laughs> it's yeah. like I just walking. <laughs> adjust the refresh rate is variable. but And so you don't really notice it unless it gets like a chunk under 60 because then it like yeah, that's, gets a little bit more yeah. stuttery. or even It's less stuttery than it is just it feels stuttery by comparison just because there's less frames. So. Yeah, exactly. Especially by the time we get down to like 30 or whatever. Like, wow, I've been playing game, uh, this other game that I can run super fast and it runs at like 100 whatever frames and then I play this other one that's like my computer's struggling on so it only goes to like 40 or whatever. Yeah. Like, whoa, this, <laughs> I can tell the difference then. Yeah. But, uh-huh. but yeah, within was... a just game itself, it's like, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But it was yeah, just, it was crazy just watching it going. Yeah. Just like, I didn't have anything <laughs> like that when I was playing Jedi Survivor. It was mostly like, you know, 70s or something. I was like yeah. turning the settings up so that as much as I could so it would stay, you know, a little bit above 60, but I wasn't trying to, like, optimize it so it would go super crazy. Right, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's a really, really fun game. Most of my issues with it were just, like, story-based. I was like, oh, man, you have all these cool things that you're playing with, and then you kind of, like, for me, they dropped the ball in the second half of the game. I was like, oh, you're going to have something more cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well. But the the playing the game is fun. So if you don't care about the story as much, or even if you do, and you're like, I'll never get to the end because I don't have time, it's worth worth playing if you oh, like yeah. Star Wars games. Yeah, you run around with a lightsaber. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want to do that if you're if you, you can like Star force Wars? Push, you can force push stormtroopers off of cliffs. Like, what's not to like? <laughs> I always preferred to pull them in and then stab them with. <laughs> it's like a shish kebab, you know. Yeah. That was always fun to do. But. Yeah, I would say probably at least half the time or more I was playing with like a um, double lightsaber, not the dual lightsabers, but like the Darth Maul style dual um, one yeah. just because it's really good for um, like crowds or it's mm-hmm. also good for if you have people shooting at you because you can just like ding, 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 ding. Like if they're the rapid fire ones, you can just knock them all back really fast. With right. Plus, I don't know, it's just fun. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I should unwrap my copy of the PS5 and actually play it. It's oh, on yeah. my list. I mean, at this point, I'm sure, especially the console versions, are going to be playing as yeah, well as I, they I ever will. I think it's yeah. I think it's been patched. It, it should be. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be. Oh, yeah, they've patched it several been, times. I doubt they'll patch it more. On it. Um, I feel like with how long I've waited though at this point, like I, I don't think it'll be much longer until it's on EA Play. So I'm just waiting for that. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be it too much be, longer because we had like what it was um, early in the year, like January or something, that the uh, Dead Space remake came out, and it's already on EA Play at some oh, point that's right. like, a couple yeah, months ago. That's true. Yeah, 
I'd say but with we're... like Dead Eye Survivor, like yeah, give it some time, we'll get there soonish. Yeah, I yeah, would, theory. Rush, I would so. say we're only a few months away from it. So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of rush, <laughs> next game on my list Segway. was the, the surprise hit Hi-Fi Rush. Yes, I played it too. It was awesome. Man, that game is so good. Yeah, it really is. If you like rhythm games and you like action fighting games or one I, or the other or both, that is the game that combined the two. In a fun I played it. I'm package. terrible. So it did not go on my list, but I can appreciate it for what it is. I mean, just all the crazy tech that they had to have probably for making the music in that game work yeah. is super impressive. And then, like, the way all the cartoon, like, cel-shaded style also works, also great. Like, it's one of the best, because there's been other games that have tried similar art styles, but I think that's probably the best one that has, like, achieved it, you know, 110% of, like, we're going for this aesthetic where we're going to have... Um, all the cell shaded like Saturday morning cartoon look, and we're gonna have like um, stylized word pop ups and all this other crazy stuff that you know probably took a lot of work behind the scenes to make it just as seamless and smooth as it actually works in the game. So it's just like it's really really cool. Yeah, and plus for it just to come out of left field like it did, you know, no surprise. Yeah, this just... game from this company that you would never expect them to make a game like this because it's totally out, like completely different than anything they've yeah. done in the last half of the years. But here you go, and it turns out they're amazing at it. Maybe they were, uh, had done enough of this other kind of like darker stuff, and they're like, let's do something super colorful, and they were just like, wow, this is so much fun, and this, maybe that's why it got so much love put into it. Who knows? But yeah. Whatever the reason is, it turned out very good. Yeah, it did. Uh, it's it was really surprising you know i was really caught off guard by it everybody was but i was surprised how good it was yeah because it came out like that the, that they like announced or whatever and was like this looks really good and then it's like hey you can play it like right now everyone's like what, what? Huh? <laughs> and then everyone like gets their hands on it like oh hey this is awesome yeah i think there are rumors of it going to like switch or something recently. Yeah. There's something about that. Yeah. Which I'm like, go good luck. Like, yeah. Getting it to run well on switch would be difficult. I would guess maybe not as much as I would think. And I'm sure it's doable, but you're going to want to have that game running very, it's got, it's a 60 frames a second game. Oh yeah. Doing that game at 30 frames a second. It would not feel as good. It's going to have a little notice next to it. Play on dock only. Yeah, because yeah, like, if it played less than 60 uh, frames a second, it just the feel would be off just from how like how much the rhythm is important in that game and being yeah. precise with button pushes. You know, it's not as tight as other rhythm games can be, but it's still you know relatively tight. So it's kind of like all the combo of like we like Saturday morning cartoons, we like music rhythm games, we like kind of weird, goofy Devil May Cry style action. Maybe not the inputs, but at least just how it looks. We put all that in one little game in one package and have a goofy, over-the-top character that the main character is almost annoying. <laughs> Where like <laughs> the side characters get tired of his antics all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like just stop, man. You're an idiot. <laughs> I think they balance it well. Where it's like the main character is undoubtedly just a moron, but you still like him for the most part, and that's like a tough balance to do. 
Because you could just easily make it like, this guy's insufferable. Like, I don't want to play as him anymore. But they did a good where it's just, it's fun. Yeah. All right, number six on my list is Sea of Stars. I haven't finished it yet, but I have gotten very deep into it at this point. I don't know, 20 hours, maybe I'd have to look it up. And I talked about it last time we did the podcast, yeah. so. Yeah, I'm in the middle of starting it now, so finally. So it'll probably be on next year's list, or this year's list, or yeah. <laughs> whatever this I mean, is. I think, <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm surprised this like I enjoyed this enough to put it on my list because it's seeing the trailers for it before it came out was just kind of like oh it's one of those yeah. where it's like oh it's something that they're trying to do a Super Nintendo era RPG thing with pixel art that like a lot of those just either aren't great or they're just not for me yeah where I they're trying a little bit too hard to be exactly like what it would have back in the day and it doesn't have enough like things that we've you know, invented for modern games. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a little bit too obtuse. It's kind of like, um, uh, oh man, now I'm forgetting. But anyway, there's several, like Octopack Travel or several years ago or some other games that are like trying for similar, you know, vibes or like hearkening back to that style of game if they put their own little spin on it. Yeah. A lot of times I'll play them for a little bit and then get tired of it. Or I just don't want to play it at all because I just like bounce off of it because it's kind of like, eh. But this game, hasn't done that it's got enough like little kind of uh quality of life things in it that i've really enjoyed playing it cool so like it's got interesting characters the pixel art is very very pretty and colorful the combat is fun and engaging especially with the kind of like active uh button press timing things that you can do that's completely optional but it keeps you in the game because you're like oh, okay i want to try and do these button presses versus just sitting back and letting all the turn-based things happen. You're, like, actually trying to do stuff so it makes you feel more in the moment than you would be yeah. playing other kinds of games similar to it. And the story's pretty decent for, like, the type of game it's trying. It's definitely playing on the same tropes that one of those games from back in the day would have. Right. Yeah. But it's cool. It's a fun, fun game. Yeah, I, this one was one that kind of surprised me that you liked it as well as you did. I figured you would like it, but I didn't figure... Yeah, it's just one of the. Every once in a while, there's a game like this that it'll it'll hit with me, but a lot of them just don't. Mm -hmm. Because I played a few of them back in the day, but I didn't have you know a lot of those style of games growing up. Other types of things on like all the shareware titles on our home PC and stuff like that. Yeah, and didn't play as much of this style of game back then. I didn't play much of this style of game back then because usually they were too expensive. Um, you rented them because they were like an eighty dollar, ninety dollar, hundred dollar game, you know, on a on a cartridge. You know, you just didn't. If you got that game, that was the only game you were getting for the entire year. So you better hope it lasts that long <laughs> and you enjoy it. Um, right? Yeah. So we rented Credo Trigger a lot because we could not afford to buy it. Um, <laughs> but, but, but after how many times you rented it, you bought it three times. Up, Probably. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I, you know, and I can't remember that, that far back how much rentals were. They must've been less than $5. Cause you know, I didn't have a lot of allowance money a week to go rent a game, but I would rent two games. So they must've been like three bucks a, a night or something like that. I can't remember. No, I'm thinking like the blockbuster that we had in town that rented games. Because I don't think any of the other. I think it was like a. Had, it, had was games, probably, it was less than five bucks for sure. It was but. pretty cheap for a while. I think at one time, I think 360 PS3 era, 
So, uh, crazy. I'm, I remember when Blockbuster was still around, but we still had one big chain in our, in our, uh, in our town. I think you could, in the, like, 2010 era, 2015, was still around, and I think game rentals were like five bucks a night. It got expensive. See, we didn't have a Blockbuster. We had two local stores. And I remember um, I could rent a Sega CD on Friday night and have to have it back Sunday morning. It was $25 for the weekend. Tell What's a Sega CD, John? Is that is yeah. that a music player? Nope, that's the What's thing that I plug on my John? yeah, I plug on my Genesis to make it the Tower of Power. It's, it's a thing that makes toast. Yeah, and they only <laughs> had on that power supply. What was hilarious was is they only had one in t- the, the store only had one because like literally we had one video store on one end of town and one on the other, and the other one never didn't have systems for rental, but the one on this end did. And me and a buddy would race to see who could get to the video store first on Friday to rent it, um, usually. And I would walk home from school because I lived closer. And I say closer, it was like a four-mile walk, but I lived closer. He lived out in the country. dedication. Yeah. So I would walk to the video store because it was right next to the junior high. So I would walk right by, and then I would just pick it up on the way home on Friday night. And he'd be like, I tried to go rent it. Somebody rent it. And I went, yeah, you want to come over and play it? I rented it. It was, you know, it was, it was a contest to see who could rent it the, you know, the quickest. And usually I won because I walked home and walked right by the, the video store. But yeah, I, I'm, I really miss those days. <laughs> those, those were some good times. Yeah. Cause you know, you can totally give it a try and stuff and rent the expensive game. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's why I like game pass and, Ubisoft, yeah. you know, Connect and all, or Plus, whatever they call it and stuff. I like that because it's, it's that aspect, but it's, it's oh, I just want to try this game and see what I like. You know, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not sure. it, but I, I do it all the time. I have the new Prince of Persia game preloaded down on the on the, on the the Royal Gala just waiting for Friday to come so I can play it. There, you know? like, there is a demo uh, of it, and if you like Dead Cells, it's supposed to be pretty good. I yeah. I, I, I saw some reviews no, came out today, and the reviews have been really good. So. Yeah, everything's been very like glowing reviews for. They're like yeah, it's like real. Dead Cells. I'm like I'm in. I think yeah. the lowest that I saw was like a seven. So even that's like pretty good. Yeah, I mean even that's that's good. I think, but but yeah, anyway, I, we got way off course. To, uh, what was that, Dennis? Sorry, I was just gonna say I've heard a lot of comparisons to Metroid Dread, and in some cases it's better than Metroid Dread, and I love Metroid Dread, so that's like big compliment. Yeah, so, I did too. I like that game too. So. I'm going to say that I will enjoy it more than Metroid Dread because it's a melee-based thing versus a shooter-based thing, which is part of yeah. what I didn't like yeah. about Metroid Dread because you had to be way too precise with it on like the with the Nintendo sticks and stuff. It was just like, I eventually was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get that. I like Metroid, I can't do this. Totally good. Anyway, that. moving up the list to number five, uh, yep. Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. That game is awesome. I did not play that game. <laughs> That's because it's one of the ones that got came out after Baldur's Gate and like a week or two after Baldur's Gate, I think. So it kind of got overshadowed a little bit because it's just a small indie game with an insanely stacked voice actor cast. Yep. <laughs> Like, that's the selling point of the game is you look at, and that's what they put in a lot of the trailers for it, is just like it has giant block of these people in it. And, yeah, so it's kind of like a combination. Even though they call it a role-playing musical, it's only in the sense of you are playing the role of this person and you have some choices within kind of like 
the songs that happen in the game of like which lines to do that like tie to a specific kind of like attitude, I guess. So you want to be more aggressive or do you want to be more kind of like empathetic or whatever? There's like three different ones and it's like blue, red, and green and I forget which one is what um, specifically because it's been a little bit since I played it. But uh, it's more like a visual novel that happens to have kind of like uh, musical numbers in it. Hmm. And then all of the... Um, because you have all the talented voicecasts, all of it is also still fully voiced. So you have all the text on screen, like you would have for a visual novel. But huh. it also they they paid they put their money where it needed to be for that kind of game because like the art is really nice too. But there's not anything ridiculous in the animation or anything kind of like interactivity with it. It's not intricate. It's not like say Hi-Fi Rush where it's all this cool, crazy, intricate stuff. That's an action game. It's just. Hey, here's a story we're telling. Here's some fun art. We've got some, like, dramatic stuff that we have. Kind of, we could have done this maybe as a movie or something, but we wanted it to be interactive. So we're doing this cool hook of these songs are here. You can kind of change what you pick, and that will influence how the story goes. So it has lots of branching things where different stuff will happen later on, depending on how you've kind of done the earlier parts of the game. And, like, which characters that you made angry at you, which ones you fr- befriended, and all that. So that's kind of, like, the hook. And most of the money, I'm sure, went to the voice cast. Because it's got a lot of just, like, if you know voice actors, you're like, oh, that person, that person, that person's in it. Or if you don't know the names, you might recognize hearing them. be like, wait a minute, that sounds like so-and-so from this game. Or that sounds like this character from that game. Yeah. Because a lot of these people have been in so many games. So it's like, it's got like Troy Baker's in it and Laura Bailey is in it and a bunch of other people that you may or may not know are in it, but you've probably heard them and they all can sing very well. So that's probably why they were cast. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't sing, you wouldn't make it in this game because every gonna... single character pretty much has at least a song. Yeah. I'll have to, I'm going to have to add this to my watch list. I'm kind of curious now. Oh, yeah, and it all tries into um, like uh, Greek mythology too, in a fun way. But it's in like modern times. I think I've added that. Let me check because I, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, and it, I can't remember. It's like less than ten hours to finish it. I can't remember how much less. It was probably closer to like maybe five or six or something. But yeah, I that's my style of game. And it's also one. That I want to replay and just see how much different it is if I did some different choices as it went. Because there's so few places like any good Telltale style game where it's just like, oh man, I could choose this extreme or that extreme. Which one will do? I want to do at the moment, and then like it could completely change. You know what happens later. Yeah. Or sometimes maybe even not. Maybe it's just like it feels that way. But there's definitely some stuff in the game where it's like. Okay, that would change it. I can't remember how many endings there are. There's a lot, like a dozen or more, I think, from what I've read. Like some of them, like bigger changes, and some just like some minor differences between. So it's one that I probably will go back and replay at some point and see how different it it goes doing different things when I go through it. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I definitely recommend Stray Gods. It is. If it looks interesting at all to you, try yeah, it out. I have it, I have it on my wish list. It would also probably play pretty well on like Steam Deck and stuff because yeah, it, it would easily like run it. it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it'd be a really, yeah. really easy game for that. So. Yeah, it's it's mostly like still art with some light animation here and there, and then like 
press a button to make a choice and that's most of what the you know interactivity with the game is or just like the game engine has to handle it's not uh not a crazy game engine all right all right number four on my list is the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom I put that on my list. I literally have played an hour of it, and then I set it down and went and played something else. I mean, it's played a good... an hour. You didn't even really get to much of the things that are different about it from Breath of the Wild. If you I I even bought the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Switch, and I have had it on for one hour, and that's it. Woo-hoo. Even got the controller. To go with the system. I've got it all matched. I literally have played the Switch for maybe an hour. It's like, yep, I played it, went, yep, it's Zelda. And then I just turned it off and put it back in the box and set it down and went and played something else. Yep, I was right on it. They suckered me right in. I got it. Yeah, But no, it's fine. I mean... Yeah, it's one of those. But I did that with I did that with the the first one, the Breath of the Wild. I bought it, played it an hour, and then didn't pick it up for a long time. And then when I did pick it up, I just played straight through it like a hundred and twenty hours. I just didn't do it this time with this one. And I I I still put it on my list because I know it's a great game. What little bit of it I played, I like. I just have not had the desire to go back and play it. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. I, I will eventually, though. I always do. Yeah, like Tears of the Kingdom is very much just like, hey, do you like Breath of the Wild? Well, here, we're going to take the Breath of the Wild map, and then we're going to like change up a few things about it, but then we're going to actually put a lot of actual things on the map that weren't there in the first game. As far as just when you're exploring, there's some little bit more of like some puzzles and things that they put in there. But like, in, instead of doing like a completely new thing... Like, let's take the Breath of the Wild base and then just let add a ton of stuff on top of it and make it even better. So it's yeah. like, going back to Breath of the Wild after playing Tears of the Kingdom, it would make Breath of the Wild feel worse. Because just a lot of the stuff that you can do in Tears of the Kingdom, you could not do in that game. Because, like, Tears of the Kingdom was like, hey, you have that main map, but then you have, like, two other maps that are all, you know, things like up in the sky, things down below. Like, you could do all this different stuff, and then all these new abilities that you have... So, but it still has a lot of the stuff like riding a horse is exactly the same as it was in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But the yeah, the big hook of that game is just all the like, like not exactly Lego building, but like all the different pieces of stuff that you can then make contraptions out of, which led to a lot of people building ridiculous things and putting it on. Yeah, yeah, we, we've out. seen of them. We've seen some of them. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy that has the game. That's one of the things he's like, look what I built. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, like if you can find all the pieces, you can build some crazy stuff, like all the like metal gears and things that people were building. It's insane. Like you spent so much time doing that. Like that's impressive. I'm not doing like, that, yeah. but good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for you. So yeah, that's and like Breath of the Wild before it, I played a lot of that game. I can't remember how many hours of it, but I didn't ever play the final boss because I didn't care. Yeah. Like Ganon can just sit there off in his castle in Breath of the Wild, or technically still sort of the castle, I guess, in this game. <laughs> just, diff- just different because it's kind of exploded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oops. I was like, yeah, you, you have fun here. I'm going to do all this stuff everywhere. And it's just all the fun side stuff of just like meeting all these go- goofy characters in the different towns and doing all the different like quest things. And some of them main quests, some of them side quests, some of the collectibles, and doing a whole lot of that stuff. 
and then just never finishing the story because yeah. whatever. That's the one thing about those games that I wish was better and why I think that Wind Waker is still my absolute number one favorite Zelda game because the story in that one is better than either Breath of the Wild or this one. And that's because of just the style of game that they're doing. The big open world, you cannot tell yeah. the same type of story, so it's all this disjointed stuff. And I would say that Tears of the Kingdom does storytelling like... 100% better than what Breath of the Wild did. Breath of the Wild was very bare minimum on story and had like a few things here or there if you could find it, if you bothered to go do it. Whereas like Tears of the Kingdom also sort of has that, but it has a little bit more of it and it's kind of paced a little bit better. Mm. And so what story is there is better, but it's still not great. It's and, and and it's because of the type of game. They wanted to make this big open world sandboxy game and you can't do a well crafted linear story in it as, like they've done in like kind of previous Zelda games. Yeah. So that was sort of the trade off for it. But it's a super fun game to play. There's some super cool stuff in it. There's some fun surprises that you'll find in the story or just like, Hey look, I found this thing over here, that was cool or Hey, I wonder what's in that, you know, storm cloud over there if I go exploring and hey, wow, I didn't know that this was here, you know, all that kind of stuff is all still in this game. And yeah, also like I think that the the abilities in this game are better than the ones from Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild were a little bit more straightforward for the most part. Mm, Whereas this one has a lot more uh creativity, especially the one where you can stick items together that lets you do all of the like uh, building ring and things in the game and then you also have like the the weapon um, combination system where it's like hey if you have a stick and you have this other thing and you glue them together boom you suddenly have this this other kind of weapon and the way that they encourage you to do that is any kind of just like regular just sword or axe or whatever that you pick up if you don't have anything glued to it it will break even faster than Breath of the Wild but if you combine them together they last a lot longer so they last longer than anything in Breath of the Wild did. So it's like, hey, even if you just have two swords, glue them together. It'll last longer. <laughs> it'll look ridiculous, too. It'll look literally like you glued one sword to the tip of the other sword. But it works. But hey, yeah. <laughs> you can even do like, hey, I've got a mushroom on the end of my spear, because why the heck not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Had to get a drink of water there. Oh, All right. sorry. Uh, <laughs> number three on my list, if we're done with Zelda talk. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, if anyone else wants to bring it back up, we can. Uh, Lords of the Fallen is a surprise late entry into my list ba, ba, ba. and climbed yeah. this high onto it. And you have been playing a lot of it. a great freaking game. Uh, and that's that's part of what surprised me because like before I had played either of them, it's like um, the kind of general perception online is Liza P is great and amazing and it's the best souls like thing or whatever to come out this year. And Lords of the Fallen has so many problems and it's not so great. And I was like, okay, but playing it, I'm like, Lords of the Fallen is great. Like anything that it had at launch would have been you know the bugs with it, I think. And maybe maybe also PvP, because that's a part of those games that I've never really engaged with, so maybe if that's the side of the stuff, maybe that's something different in Lords of the Fallen. I don't know, because I don't care for the PvP in any Souls game, even the FromSoft ones, so mm. I just I could not tell you if it's good or not. But like the actual just 
single player adventure stuff is awesome. It's the closest anyone's gotten to making a Dark Souls style game, um, not that's not from Soft, right? Hmm. And it's not even just like it's like they're taking that as a base and then they they're putting their own spin on it too. But the things it nails is the atmosphere and the level design. And it stayed that way throughout the whole entire game that I've played. I still haven't quite beaten it. I am going towards uh, the, the the final area or whatever. I've made my way into that part, but I haven't finished it yet. But I know that it is the final area, unless there's a surprise twist. Like, surprise! Here's a whole new map or something, yeah. right? <laughs> I doubt it'll do that. Based on kind of like uh, the things I've looked at that says how long it will take to beat the game. It's like, okay, I'm, this feels like the final area to me. But, um... Yeah, like it nails atmosphere. Just kind of like it is a gorgeous game because I think it's Unreal Engine Five. It's one of the few games that have come out that's been on Unreal Engine Five. I could be wrong, but whatever is it's running on is very pretty, and it has uh, a lot of fun different, just different um, biomes, I guess, for lack of a better word, just different areas that feel different because it's like this is a swamp, this is a castle, this is a this kind of ruin or whatever. It's got a lot of that. It's it nails the dark fantasy vibe, and like you've got kind of like your normal overworld dimension, and you've got kind of like an underworld dimension that you have your magic lantern that lets you see into it at any time that you want and shine it around and see like oh is there a hidden path here or not, and then you can teleport into that dimension if you want, or you know if you get killed in the overworld you go to that like dark dimension before you like die permanently, mm-hmm. for real, and then you that way you have a chance to like get yourself back out. So that's kind of its unique uh, hook to that game is having kind of like the two dimensions that you can go through. So there's sometimes where it's like, okay, there's nothing here, but if I bring up my lantern and like, oh, there's a hidden path, I can go over there and maybe find uh, treasure or a different way to go through this level or whatever. So it's a lot more interesting to kind of just like go through because there's a lot of different paths and stuff. Hmm. And just it's very cool. Um, environmentally, like the environmental design is both really gorgeous and also dark and creepy at the same time (laughs) they they nail that vibe and then the thing that puts it over the top for me is that it has absolutely the best boss fights that have been in a souls game that is not made by fromsoft because i've played a lot of them i've played even the original the the old lords of the fallen yeah not good i've played that game but we talked about (laughs) that was funny i always think about like something like that like that game, like the so the only thing that this game shares with it is kind of like the universe, and yeah, I think it's like a thousand years later or something like that. Whatever it is, I haven't looked super a thousand deep into years it. Later, we want you to forget that the other game ever existed. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like the other game. That's the only thing that people are like, okay, that's kind of cool. But like mechanically and stuff like that, it was not good. This game, however, is very very good. Like I had a late game boss fight that took me many attempts and probably um hour to an hour and a half or so before I finally beat them. Wow. And that was after a couple of close calls where I had them down to just like a tiny bit of health and then like oops I died. And but it wasn't frustrating because the way that the combat is done is very well. It's like any other like good Souls game where it's like, oh no, I I screwed that up, so attempt again and it's all about like okay i've learned the patterns of this boss and now i have to execute on that patterns and like put my dodges in at the right spot or like try and go for a parry here or like and like the more you play it 
and like, oh, yes, I died on this one, but I learned more because I've seen that move that it does more often, so I know to look out for it because that's the dangerous one and all that stuff, and it's a learning process, which is the fun part of these games. Like, you get into it, you learn it, you execute it, like, oh, wow, I finally did it, and I finally beat it, that's awesome, and then, you, like, you feel like you're coming down from, like, the adrenaline rush. I was then definitely... five minutes later, you die, and you yeah. swear a bunch. That boss I was talking about, like, it was one where it's like, okay, I do an attempt, and then, like, oh, I died, and then you feel it, because, like, you, you're not noticing it in the moment, but as soon as you're, like, out of it, and you're not, like, having to concentrate on the fight, you're like, oh, man, I've got so much adrenaline right now, I didn't realize. <laughs> I can't <laughs> go to games. sleep, I gotta go to... <laughs> Uh, I, I, don't, I don't play these types of games when, like, uh, once it gets to, like, okay, a certain time, I, like, I have to quit so that I can, like, yeah. be calm. Like, yeah. Even if you're not in a super intense part of the game, you're still focused enough on it. You're like, no, nah, I won't sleep if I stay yeah. up too late playing this game. I get game. that. Uh, totally get that. Yeah, so, like, they, and that's not the, there's a couple other fights that were really, like, stand out in my mind of like this is like up there with some of the best fights in like the FromSoft games that I like if I was ranking them I was like oh man I love this one this one this one these rank would rank pretty high up there if I actually bothered to make a list of it because there's so many between all the Souls games I've played there's a lot of bosses in them it's like oh, almost yeah. like there's lots of bosses in even just one of those games <laughs> weird how that works yeah it's funny yeah <laughs> so yeah if you like Souls like games like I do Lords of the Fallen, the new one, it's very, very good. Cool. So definitely, definitely that is a no for me. Yeah. Well, I am interested, yeah. but I think I just don't have the patience. Uh, it's I don't more either. like a casual enjoyer where you're like, okay, I played Elden Ring and I really liked it, but only because go, I could buddy. go and do other things because it's an open there world that so many different options. This game probably isn't for you because it's very a lot more linear of like progressing through the game, even though you have some like have like plenty of like branching paths and hidden things within the level design itself you're still going through kind of a set path there's a few bosses that are optional depending on what kind of like ending you're going for if you even bother to look up endings because i think there's a few but i'm not doing that i'm just like kind of playing it as i go i mean as i usually do for these games at least the first time i play them but yeah still very much like you start here and you're going through and then you get to the end of the game and you're done it's not like uh an open world thing at all yeah I mean, you do have a hub that you go back to, but that's like a lot of these games where you have the hub where you have like your shop or your blacksmith to do upgrades, that kind of stuff. Mm. But then all the other um, levels are out of that. And you have, they have a good um, teleport system in it. So it's kind of like the, the shrines that are basically like a bonfire or uh, insert your <laughs> souls like. <laughs> Uh, bonfire here. slash shrine slash whatever name of choice here, but yeah. they have those, and you can teleport between them once you've activated one. And so it lets you be like, okay, I've made it this far, and I'm gonna go bamf back here to the hub and upgrade some things because I have some stuff to do that, and then go back to where I left off. It's pretty good uh, design that way. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's I think it's the first Souls-like game that FromSoft that's not a FromSoft game that I would actually that I actually feel like I would like to replay this. Because, like, even the ones I've enjoyed that I've played elsewhere, uh, other ones... You're done after one. It's like, okay, that was fun, but I don't really want to play it again. Like, the FromSoft ones, they just have some of that weird magic of whatever it is with the lore, the world building, or the mechanics, whether it's, like, Bloodborne or Dark Souls, whatever. A lot of those are like, yeah, I'd want to replay that, even if it's going to be way down the road. I still feel like doing it. And then some of the other ones I've played, there's, like, 
like the Surge or the Surge Two are good examples of like those were fun, but I don't really feel like replaying them. Right? I know. This one, yeah. like, oh yeah, I want to replay this sometime at some point. I won't do it right away, but it's definitely going to go on the list of like, oh, I want to replay that again. Yeah. Well, that's cool. All right, number two on my list is Alan Wake Two. <sighs> I, I bought it. it. I haven't. I haven't uh, played yeah, it. I haven't even booted it up. Yeah, I have it downloaded from the Epic Store, and I really want to play it. (laughs) Yeah, Alan Wake Two would be my number one game in any other year, but because there's a juggernaut that is number one uh, on my list this time, it is uh, number two. Alan Wake Two is number two, but that doesn't mean it's not an amazing game. Like this is like Remedy, where they're like, you know what, we really like Alan Wake and what we did with it back in the day, and then. We kind of went off to Quantum Break and tried some things, and it didn't land as well. And then we went and did Control, and everybody seemed to really, really like that game. And then we're going to take all the things that we learned from all three of those games specifically, but even some stuff going far back to like the Max Payne games, and then we're going to make this game. Yeah. And this is just us be like, hey, people like our games enough, we're successful enough, we're just going to throw everything we want in it and to make our own just weird whatever game that we'll call it survival horror because we kind of have to, even though it's not really just that or whatever. It has elements of that and it has elements of other things all together in this big old weird mix of, like, this is a remedy game. (laughs) And, like, they've put things, especially Control, has a lot of kind of, like, Finnish stuff of, like, hey, because we're from Finland, we'll put things in there. But, like, Alan Wake 2 is just all over that game, and it's delightful. It's so good. Yeah, that's cool. I I'm really, really, really wanting to play it. I just I haven't had time to even start it. So, <clears throat> one of the best things of it is um, the 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 song that they did at the Game Awards that confuses the crap out of yes. anyone who hasn't played that game. Yep. And I even was... if you have, even if you have played the game, you're like, yeah, still weird. Even though I know exactly what it is. Yeah, that's been me. <laughs> I was I didn't know what it was, and I was like, all right. Uh, I'm sure I'll understand it when I play the game. It's That's cool. I, I appreciated it for what it was. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever played a previous Remedy game, it's like, okay, you know that they like to have fun with the music sometimes. Yeah. Especially, you know, like Control had kind of like a special, you know, like kind of sequence or whatever that was very tied to music. But even like the original Alan Wake had a stage specifically that was tied to music and then had the different kind of like music at the end of chapters, which Alan Wake 2 also does in kind of chapters and things as well. So it's like before it came out, they're like, this is our version of a survival horror game. And it might have made you expect something different, but it's very much like, let's take Alan Wake 1, but the gameplay mechanics are much more polished and feel like control as far as just like how good it feels to like move around in the world and shoot and all that kind of stuff. It's not as clunky as the original Alan Wake was. Um, And then we'll put in some sort of a little bit of light resident evil inventory system in it. And we'll have like crank up the atmosphere even higher than it already was in the original Alan Wake and make it really, really creepy in parts. But then, you know, Hey, we're in like, cranking up the like small town weirdness vibes too and points. it's just like it's, it's so many different things go into the stew that is alan wake especially alan wake too that's just like the alan wakes you can't really put it into one bucket right it's got mm. so many different things that make it awesome i get that 
And I can't wait to see whatever the heck they do with their next game because this one also, more than any previous game, is like tied into the what they're calling the Remedy verse now. So like the they have like some references to control in there and like other stuff. Like there's even references to Max Payne and all that. Like almost every there's even stuff like that relates to Quantum Break. Like they're just like you know what we're gonna try it and do it and see if it works and it it works really really well. Yeah. And that's cool. So what I, I think Control way. 2 is supposed to be the next game that they're doing, I think. But whatever think so. it is. Well, other than the DLC for Alan Wake 2, because there's DLC that they're right. going to be doing for this game. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Like, <laughs> as soon as those DLCs drop, it's like, yep, reinstall Alan Wake, let's go play. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know that I have anything more to put into that at the moment, because I definitely talked about it when I played it yeah. a couple months ago, pretty much quite a lot on the show and in no surprise my number one is Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> yeah that... this is this is the number one game of the year this is number one game of the decade even probably it's ridiculous how insanely good this game is in so many different aspects and just how it's both super super um, high quality but it's also super high quantity which putting those two together just like never happens except for every yeah. once in a while yeah. when, like lightning hits with this one and you can just feel every corner of that game just the love that everyone put into it for all the hundreds and hundreds of people who worked on that game and then all the different little like and it's even better when you read all the stuff afterwards like all the art like stories of things that were put in the game or things that people have done with the game there's stuff about um, they. One of the writers in the game put a little like side quest thing for somebody that had played during early access. Their dad has like Alzheimer's or something like that. I can't remember the specifics, but then they put in kind of like an NPC in the game based on this person's father or whatever, and said, "Hey, here you can go find him over here." And they they expected something small, but it's like there's like dialogue with this stuff and all sorts of things. It was like they just like. We feel like putting a bunch of love in here. Here you go. Like yeah. here's a, we'll put a bunch of effort into it, and that's like everything in that game from all the voice acting that has like I forget how many voice actors are in that game and how many hours of dialogue, but it's some astronomical, insane number, and it's, it's just all the different like quest lines and everything. There's not a part of that game that is not awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is. And it also has some of the similar stuff to kind of like what made Tears of the Kingdom uh, hit with people, just the creativity you can do with it with all the different kind of like systems that they put in there from D&D and just like the environmental stuff and things that you can play with. Like, I'm going to stack a bunch of crates and then teleport to the top of them so they can hop over to get to this area. You know, all this kind of stuff that if you want to try and do it, often the answer is yes, you can. Like, the enable. Yeah. They they put the that spirit from like playing D and D as like a tabletop thing where you have it's all just in your imagination. They put so much of that into a computer game that you you know like in your head they can only program so much, but somehow they managed to program a lot into that game to where it's just like wow this is ridiculous. How in the world did you ever get that mm -hmm. in this game? Like there's so many just like times in that game when I was playing it, they're just like, this is insane. Nobody else would put this in here. Larian, you're nuts and I love you. Like, that's why you have your silly suction cup arrow dart in your logo. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are goofy and insane because you'd have to be to try and pull off something like this. You're like, Divinity Original Sin 2 already was a like classic game and Baldur's Gate 3 makes it look like 
nothing by yeah. comparison. It's ridiculous how much yes. bigger and better this is than their previous game. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what the D and D budget will get you. Yeah, and pretty much. They're, just, yeah. they're super, super talented too, because like they're a studio that's been around for like forever and had done so many different RPGs and kinds of RPGs, leading up to finally getting uh, Divinity: Original Sin out, and it's kind of saving the studio. Because if that game hadn't done well, Larian would not exist. And then they moved on from there. And then this is kind of like their, hey, here you go. Yeah. This is our super awesome masterpiece that I, if I were them, I would just be like, you know what? I'm not even going to try to outdo this in the next game. I'm just going to take it for what it is what? and hopefully do well. Because like, if you set out trying to outdo Baldur's Gate 3, it's going to be a rough time trying to do that. Yeah. So what? they set the bar so high. I never played their Divinity games before Original Sin. What, those were RPGs, right? Action RPGs? Uh, they, there's different ones. So, like, I think the original one was almost a um, Fallout style of RPG. Then they have some action RPG ones. Then they had, like, an RTS weird spinoff one. Like, there's a bunch of different yeah. styles of games that they did in the past oh, yeah. leading up to that. And then there's stuff that's not Divinity that they did, like, early, early on. I can't remember off the top of my head what it, now what it is. But, like, yeah, they've... It's one of those where it's, like... Divinity, Divinity. If, interesting. <laughs> if you're not aware of the history of the studio, and it's like, oh, they, they came out of nowhere and had this crazy hit. How how weird. But you, then you look into it like, oh, no, they've been doing this for, like, 20 years. Yeah, exactly, better. yeah. Like... Well, they've built up so much expertise over time, and I don't know, like, what the retention rate at that studio is like, but definitely, you know, the, uh, the studio head has been there for forever, so at least, you know, people at that level have been there for a long time, so. I'll have to see if the uh, older games are available, like, on Steam. Uh, Divine Divinity are, is. I don't remember how far back it goes. It, uh, Divine Divinity is, Beyond Divinity, Divinity 2, uh, Divinity Dragon Commander, and then, of course, you got yeah, Divinity. Dragon Commander is the more, like, RTS-type thing, if I remember right. And then Divinity 2, you want to get the Dragon Knight Saga version or whatever, like the it's not director's cut, but that's basically what it is. Uh, they just have whatever their fancy name for it is, because that's the game where they, they put out the original version and then they like remixed it and did added a bunch of content back into it and stuff for that version. So it's yeah. kind of the definitive version of it. I don't think I ever And that beat... one's more of like an action RPG. You know, I don't think I ever version. beat Divinity Original Sin. I got pretty close, but I know yeah. I beat two. I At least two, I did a whole playthrough, a playthrough and a half. I did a whole and then a have i go yeah. up the second game 100 percent. it was pretty good so yeah i'd be curious oh, to see boy. if they continue with this style of rpg going forward or if they try something different for the next one and go back to like an action style game well, like, uh, is, i hope it's dungeons and dragons you know hasbro let them make your dungeons and dragons game <laughs> we'll see. i mean there's all sorts of like wishlist things of like what if they could make a star wars game what if they yeah that would be cool that? too like, like, yeah that's, or that's cool. cool but i just want larian to make whatever the heck they want to make. well yeah it's kind of like Remedy. they have their own flavor of type of game that they do to where uh at this point any larian game that i play if it has a speak with animals spell or trait i will take it because they put effort into absolutely animal things even though like, for, the, for, for the most part like in the game 
like in Baldur's Gate, yeah, I didn't really use it very much. I I do enjoy that they did put it in there and like I use it all the time. If <laughs> you play Divinity Original Sin two, have someone who can talk to animals because there's quests that you can do for some yeah. of the animals. There's just like hints that some animals will give you for dungeons. Like there's, it's almost I don't know if it's more than what Baldur's Gate three does with the speak with animals stuff necessarily. It's just like they've been doing that in their games for a while but also if you want a more action like rpg game from them the uh was it divinity 2 dragon knight saga or something i forget whatever you can transform your character into a dragon at some point in the game it's super fun it's not as well polished as Baldur's gate 3 because it's pretty old at this point but it's still a fun game yep so yeah that is my list all right Dennis, I know you had. You, you, I always, always like Dennis to go next because he always has a unique list. It's always. <laughs> yeah, well, this time, you know, there's not too many, you know, games that are like out of left field, honestly. Because I, I, I know over the years I, I've been playing a lot of, you know, more obscure stuff, especially just because I've been getting so big into indie stuff and games that typically wouldn't get your standard sort of you know run-of-the-mill marketing because you know they spent all their budget elsewhere they just didn't have a budget at all to begin right, with, you yeah. know? so i'm just always looking for for you know these new experiences that um that you really have to search for yourself you know uh regardless if they're good or bad i just want to try stuff that's new and just looks unique um but this time around you know i sort of put indie games not necessarily to the side because if i saw one that i was interested in of course i would go and play it or try to anyways but um you know with with so much limited time i found myself really i guess thirsting for stuff that was for lack of a better way of putting it i mean just bigger budget i guess i wanted to see insane amounts just an insane amount of detail i wanted to see these big worlds that didn't necessarily have to be open worlds but just big worlds to get sort of get lost and i wanted yeah. you know cinematics i wanted just a thought out narrative and um, you know that that would come from a team a large team of just creatives you know and uh so that's why i spent most of my time doing uh bigger games which is why you know as we get down this list you'll sort of you notice that you know it is a lot a lot of bigger stuff yeah. but uh, but yeah uh, starting off with uh number 10 for me uh was uh, street fighter 6 um you know street fighter uh, everyone knows what street fighter is but it, street fighter is one of those games that i was honestly like most fighting games i was never particularly good at but i love the characters for street fighter so much that they're one of the big reasons why i come back just because it's just like man like i love ryu i love Lee, you know i love blanca like i just i want to hang out with these guys and just pick a fighter and just beat the shit out of somebody right <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, uh to the best of my ability so and but what excuse me what really made Street Fighter VI be so appealing to me this time around, um, especially compared to Street Fighter V and prior Street Fighters, really, because every Street Fighter I just sort of waited for a while until I was like, you know what, I'm in a Street Fighter mood, then I'll buy it. This was the first Street Fighter that I've actually like bought on launch because Street Fighter VI introduced a really...
really in-depth story mode that wasn't your typical, you know, it seems like every fighting game has an arcade mode, right? Where you just go from fight to fight to fight. And right. there might be, might be some dialogue exchanges in between. And it's always the same nonsense of just like, hey, man, I don't like you. Oh, you know what? I don't like you either. <laughs> you <know>? Right, yeah. <laughs> they just start fighting each other. That's not a story to me. That's just... That's just that's just that's just a Wednesday in New York. What is, what is that? You know. Uh, so, um, so but this was really cool that they, it was like a full on like you know like twelve plus hour story like you know full AAA story, and uh, you created a character that was the coolest thing to me, man. It was like you could create a character that was super in depth, um, not crazy, not like Elden Ring in depth, you know, or, or something right. like that. But but it was in depth enough that you could spend you know a solid anywhere between you know ten to twenty minutes trying to you know figure out you know your character and uh, how you want to design them and all sorts of shapes and sizes in fact it got so in-depth to the point i love that they did this it was sort of like me's where at the end of it you could sort of uh if you liked your avatar enough you could generate a code and share that avatar online so if you you know wanted to you know skip the whole creation process because you, you know you, you don't really care much for creating a character or you wanted you know, you had you wanted to already play a character that was preset um that either somebody else made or that was already existing like let's just say you wanted to make your character ada wong from resident evil right so uh people made that if you go to like the street fighter subreddit um people are sharing codes all the time you just type it in and then boom it just there it is right there yeah. you know um in your game so that's really awesome and uh uh but i i created my own but uh there's so many super like clever ones uh about that people have made but uh once you make your character you know you get in and yeah you go through this huge city that i thought was just a really small hub at first but no it keeps growing and growing and growing as you gain levels because it has sort of like an rpg aspect to it where you know every fight uh, will give you a set amount of experience and uh, you gain levels and then after a set amount of levels you can you know go to another part of the city and then you know with those experience points um, and skill points that you get from each level you can unlock new moves um, you can eventually you know uh, sort of set certain priorities with how you want your stats to be do you want to be a faster character do you want to be a you know uh, more of a brute force character do you want to have high defense so on and so forth so uh, it's really really cool how they set it up and then of course as you can imagine you know, you're going through the city meeting these classic street fighter characters both old and new and uh, getting to know them and then they can be your mentors also and when they're your mentors you know you can learn moves from them you know so here's this creative you know you create a character you know and you're doing you know a hadouken but also doing you know a spinning kick you know so you you're getting you know both chun Li's and you know ryu's move and and you know it's just insane and then of course specials that from just a wide array of a wide array of characters and also new ones that you can unlock specifically to your created character um it's really in-depth and really really cool and I really love what they did with it. So, and I've been saying this since the game came out, where even if you're not a fighting game person, or if you have no interest in the, you know, the fighting game community, as in like you don't want to play online or anything like that, that's totally fine because the story mode itself, totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it just for that. And, and do you think and, that's um, why they did that with this game? You know, I mean, you know, you have, what is it, um, 
all the DC uh, Mortal Kombat games, whatever they're called, the uh, yeah, Injustice yeah. games. Injustice, yeah. yeah, you know, and I you think maybe they saw that those did well with a story, and you know, it brought more people in. Because like I have no, I have had no desire to play a fighting game in the past. 15 years because I just can't do them anymore. Back in the day, Street you, Fighter 2. He, he needs AI to assist him. No, I, no, I need new hands. Yeah. I, I, I need new hands. As you, as you start <laughs> to get older, your, your, your eye and your, your, you don't, no, uh, I'm 47. I don't have the same hand-eye coordination I did when I was 20 years old playing Street Fighter, you know, 2 in the arcade. Um, <laughs> it's like back in the day. So I have no desire, but when they, the story does really intrigue me i don't know you know sixty dollars i don't know but um i mean like like i said you know it's it's i think it's worth it if you have enough enthusiasm for fighting games or just street fighter alone like even if you don't care about fighting games but you have somewhat of a history of street fighter and of course you know the characters it's like you know i I still think you get something out of it because the city is really detailed and running around it you know, and it is awesome because it, it honestly reminded me a lot of Yakuza too because you could straight up just run to somebody, punch them, and then just get into a fight. <laughs> like it, was seamless. it was seamless. There was no, you know, warp like some older Final Fantasy game or anything right, like that. Yeah. It was straight up like how the newer Yakuza games are now where it's seamless. Like if, you know, if someone sees you and they're just like, hey, you know, yeah. and it just immediately, the camera angle changes, no loading screen, nothing, and then boom, you're right there. The HUD comes up, your health bars, and then boom, you're right there, you're fighting. Hmm. It's so clean how everything works it's seamless and uh yeah there's you know chests and stuff hidden everywhere that have a variety of things potions you know if you're low on health because your health doesn't regenerate from fight to fight so that's something you got to keep you know your eyes on too you know so you know it's just like hp in an rpg you know you gotta you gotta you gotta go to the pokemon center at some point (laughs) Um, uh, so uh so yeah you know you have your uh and same thing with, uh, you know, if you're going to do, you can't spam your special attacks either. Again, that's going to take energy. So you get your right. little energy caplets that way, HP caplets. I mean, and these things are all hidden throughout, you know, treasure chests and fun little boxes and little challenges in between where it's like, hey, um, try to jump, you know, f- from roof to roof five times without falling down and you get like a thousand street fighter coins or whatever they call the currency in that thing um but yeah just these super neat tasks i mean you know it's not just about the fighting there's just so much to do besides that too and they 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 really knocked it out of the park with this one and uh i'm really happy like with street fighter 6 it's just and i got the ultimate edition um but i stopped playing before the new characters started coming out which i knew would happen but um but now that they are out and they've been adding a lot more content you know uh I, i've been wanting to get back into it too because it's uh that game's just it's just a ton of fun you know and it doesn't uh it's very flexible with the difficulty also so even if you have very little fighting game experience um with their new control schemes that they have in there which they just call modern um uh, it's really nice because it's what I like, which is just like you know, one button is the punch button, one button's the kick button, one yeah. button's the defend button, the other one's the jump button. I don't need, you know, one button is specifically for your left leg. Why? Why? Right. I, I don't want <laughs> to choose limbs. You know, just give me a general, <laughs> a general input, please. 
you know um and uh so and the things are everything's really easy too but uh i i do like that it's like you said, I think that they probably saw the success of a lot of these other games that are finding this happy balance of like, okay, how do we make this accessible um, while still appealing to the hardcore crowd? Uh-huh. And uh, Injustice did that amazingly because I, God knows how many hours into Injustice I loved. That hey, I love both of them. I played both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were fantastic. Um, like I was I mean, playing it's, online. It's like, been a long time since Street Fighter V between the games, right? Oh, Street yeah. Fighter V oh, was yeah. quite a while ago, so like, yeah. plenty of time to see other games come out and get inspired by them to oh, do yeah. stuff for your your own game. I think so. I think so, because I mean, a lot of great games have come out since then, too. Like, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters was such a big one. It's still a big one. And um, Guilty Gear Strive and uh, Grand Blue Versus that have all adopted this way of like okay we're gonna we can make these flashy sequences without you having to you know have a have a you know phd in quantum physics you know so it's it's really really cool um so but yeah it just found this happy balance that street fighter 6 i think just really knocked it out of the park within the graphics are oh my god they're fantastic so um yeah capcom just really put all their love into this game without missing a beat i mean it was i mean all the new characters are awesome too just not only in design but in uh gameplay as well from what i've seen and uh it is it is yeah street fighter 6 is personally what i've always wanted street fighter to be you know uh so it's 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 great um but uh but yeah so after that number nine on my list is uh fire Emblem engage i almost did put this on this list i I thought it came out last year for some reason but it was like way at the beginning of i guess 2023 um i thought it was in 2022 (laughs) that's how long it was so um so it almost didn't find its way on its on this list but um i did figure that out so i put it on there because i did spend at least 40 plus hours in fire emblem engage not too much compared to most people i mean fire emblem god knows you could spend hundreds of hours in, but uh me i was just mostly running through the story i didn't do too much side stuff uh but um it is i don't think as good as three houses um just because of the quick uh turnover rate of like you know usually there's a lot a long time between each fire emblem you know but between three hour houses and an engage there wasn't that many years maybe three four years maybe um you know and fire emblem is typically a super in-depth game that just has you know not to the level of Baldur's gate but you do have just an insane amount of you know choices in terms of dialogue and how and how you're going to react with almost damn near every character that that game is going to introduce you to uh, whether it's you know uh, friend or foe and uh, you know the romance options and the uh, the the crafting aspect of it I mean it is just so so incredibly deep and engage felt like they slimmed a lot of that back but I think it worked mostly to its benefit um, there were some things that I think they skimped out on a little too much like Fireblem Engage has almost little to no romance in it. Hmm. Um, and I know it, now that, you know, it might not be a big deal to some people, but Fire Emblem, believe it or not, has a big 
romance aspect that is put into its games you know especially some of the older ones that you know yeah if you're playing in the permadeath style you know you need to keep creating new legacies you know and you know you know kingdoms and stuff like that to keep going forward but then you do that through these various uh romance options to just keep that sort of going and uh yeah and it just it it, it adds just such another layer of depth to those games and gives you not just great character development but gives you an immersion that is um, just really well thought out you know and is never it never feels cheap or too fan servicey you know like some mm. some other games do um fire Emblem all has always done it to me anyways i think in a tasteful way that is uh um it, it makes it also a fun part of the game you know and uh and engage unfortunately just did not have that instead you created your bonds with um a lot of with these rings basically you could swap out these rings that you'd put on and they would act as like supporting characters and they would just be characters from prior fire emblem games and i think they saw the success of fire emblem heroes on mobile and was like how do we do that in a large scale AAA console game. Mm -hmm. And so that was their sort of workaround was like, okay, we're going to give you your traditional Fire Emblem story that we've always done on consoles and handouts. Um, but now we're going to give you that gotcha element through these rings that you put on and you could swap them at any point, you know, to, uh, so they join you on, you know, on the battlefield. And uh, from what I remember reading Fire Emblem Engage was supposed to be it was meant to be an anniversary game and I don't remember if it was originally going to be called Fire Emblem Anniversary it was not going to be called Engage originally um, but it was meant to be like an all-encompassing Fire Emblem game which is why it came out so fast after Three Houses but I think it went in such a different enough direction that they were like okay let's just make this you know its own standalone new, new title basically um, but uh but yeah but that aside farm of engage even with everything that they stripped from it was still a really solid farm game and you know like i said i would have put 40 50 plus hours in it if i really wasn't you know into it so um uh, overall i really enjoyed it again i still think three houses is much much better um especially with this with simply just based off the fact of the replay value and the amount of content especially with the expansions that i got with uh, afterwards um <clears throat> but credit credits to engage was uh was really good and a big step up too in terms of um, graphics because three three houses was so muddy and even though it was a great game i mean it was hard to look at at times despite its good art direction mm -hmm. it was just muddy and very like it just looked beat to shit at times. <laughs> a lot of times just playing that game where i'm just like my god like it was hard to play it on a tv even though i wanted to play it on the tv a lot of time i i almost felt forced to play it in the handheld because you know the way the resolution worked you know it, it was distributed on the screen it just seemed like it felt it was smoother a little bit on the you know, obviously a smaller screen rather than a 40 plus inch screen right. you know, tv so um uh but uh but yeah engage was an improvement in a lot of ways but also was almost a little too slimmed down that i think 
more hardcore Fire Emblem fans probably wouldn't be too happy with. But, you know, I've never considered myself a hardcore Fire Emblem fan. I'm just... I just really like Fire Emblem, right. you know? So so to me, I don't mind. I'm just trying to play a good Fire Emblem game, so I was happy with it, you know? And, um, yeah, so that's number nine on my list. And uh, number eight is another long-running series. And this is, uh, I don't know why I put three. That came out years <laughs> well, I saw that. I was like, well, did yeah. Ryan 3 come out? Did it really? I don't remember. No. This year's no. a bit of blur, so I mean, it could have. I don't know why I put 3 there, but I meant to say Resident Evil 4 remake, not Resident Evil 3 remake. Okay, all right. Well, it's not just yeah. me then. Okay, all right. No big deal. No, yeah. uh, but Resident Evil 4 remake was a very solid um and very very good uh remake built from the ground up capcom has been killing it lately with these remakes not just for resident evil but just generally speaking and how they've been updating and remastering just so many things in such a great and tasteful way but resident evil is really there where they're putting all their eye money and love into it it seems and uh yeah resident Evil 4 remake was really really good however i did have to retire it um after a point because it uh it's well just with everything that was going on at the time but that game so that game didn't really you know fit the schedule but uh but at resident Evil 4 is not it's never been ever since i first played it on gamecube resident Evil 4 has never been a particularly easy game <laughs> you yeah know? and uh, yeah that was, that was that was my biggest thing. I kept thinking, like, you know, it was definitely challenging the original. But in the bit I played, I was like, Oof. Mm-hmm. either I suck, that's highly possible, or it's just harder. <laughs> but my other players like, oh no, it, was, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, maybe it's just well, me. yeah. I don't know. It's weird because like usually every Resident Evil game, like I'll play it, and like even if it gets challenging, I don't mind it too much. I appreciate a challenge because I, I I sometimes after I after I beat it on normal, I'll put it a step up. I'm one of those guys that like I I, I like to replay those Resident Evil games and I'll put it a, a difficulty up and a difficulty up because I want to get all those achievements too. And uh, the Resident Evil Four was just kicking my ass, dude. <laughs> it was just kicking my ass, and it was the same thing. Like, how, I just how far did you get? I'm trying to remember the exact spot where I retired. I In think comparison I, uh, to the original game, so I know. I, I, I put about I put about ten hours into that game, I wanna say. Right. But but I think in remake I just remember being in this fight in where I just kept having to like run around and there was these big dudes with spikes on their back. I forgot their names. Oh but... yeah, those guys. There so many of them. <laughs> there were so many of them and I just I just no matter yeah. how I prepared my inventory, I just couldn't. Those I guys couldn't are tough because they hit really hard if I remember like in the original yes, game. They... You just gotta get them in the back. Yeah. It's 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 and I've been, you know, trying to keep them back, keep them back, but and it's just basically this horde of just enemies and there's I think there's about three of them total. And but, you know, while you're having to worry about them running around I mean they're slow, so it's not the worst, but they do like sort of charge up for a second, they run straight at you, so they they are fast for that brief moment. But while you're trying to avoid them, then you have, you know, all these, you know, priests sort of, you know, coming at you trying to bless you with death and I, I just 
That just wasn't. Bless you. It just wasn't. I I just I couldn't do it, man. Like you know, and I'm stubborn, so like I kept doing it over and over and over and over again, but no dice, no dice. And I didn't want to. It kept asking me, "Do you want to lower the difficulty?" Like, cause I'm like, again, I'm playing on normal, and I'm just like, no. I just I just looked at the uh, I just looked at the unlockables for the game. You know, a lot of them are the same as they have for the for the original. You know, the the mm. Chicago Sweeper and the Infinite RPG and the Hand Cannon. To get those, it is very difficult. Like you have to play on professional mode, New Game Plus, and you have to get it under like ten hours. Like, yeah, yes. that's where's my cheat yeah, code. I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't think I could do that for RE4. I could do that for the other ones. Oh, yeah, I've, the other I've one. The for... other one I've got a save game on PS2 still. One of the only, and it's copied on my PS3 as well, is uh, I think I have three of the things unlocked. I haven't played it in a long time, but still, <laughs> still a blast. Oh, man. Yeah, the remake. Because yeah, uh... even with RE2 and RE3 remake, both of yeah. those remakes, like I was able to... to do all that and it was a lot of fun especially with but those were also to be fair a lot more linear so when you yeah, times, yeah you know you just have the map memorized and especially in re3 re3 remake i mean was more of a, a rail shooter if anything you just yeah. sort of went in a single line yeah, the entire time yeah, but here we go um, take that but, but <laughs> that's right uh so after a while i think my quickest time for uh RE3 remake eventually was like three hours and some change. Um, after playing it so many times, like I, I would beat that thing quick after a point. Um, so, uh, but yeah, RE4 just beat the hell out of me. But again, credit where credit's due. Game was fantastic. So, um, but uh, I'll get back to it eventually. I don't know when, but because uh, I've, I've, there's never been a Resident Evil game that I haven't beat. You know, and even though I've technically beat the original. I you know I sort of know where this is going, but still I want to. This is the remake. I want to still beat this. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, did you uh, uh, did you try the mercenaries mode at all? No, no, no. That update came out I think after I retired. So, um, that was fun. Yeah, it looks like it's still pretty fun based on what I read. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. It looks good. But, um, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to try that mode just yet. Uh, but uh, but yeah, RE4 remake is there at number eight for me, um, and then at number seven, also another number four. Uh, it is Diablo four. Uh, yeah, buddy. Diablo four was a pleasant surprise, or maybe, or maybe not so much of a surprise. But Diablo four, I thought, was fantastic in so many ways, and from. You know, I, I, the, a big thing for me was the cross progression, because I think I don't know. I don't know. I like I like when online games have cross save. It also yeah. gives me yeah. Cross play was nice too. Cross play was nice too. Absolutely. Yeah, I was playing with one of my friends who was on PC. Yeah, and I was on Xbox. But, you know, and uh, I uh, I did end up buying it on PC as well. But it's so nice just picking up right where I left off. Dip, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. And the thing is, but I wouldn't have done that if there was no cross save. I don't want to start over, right? You know, yeah. I could just pick up right where I left off. I think it's fantastic, and I wish more companies. And you're, you are starting to see it more and more, which is great. But um, I wish more companies would still do that because it's like, you know, we're not quite there yet. But it's it's nice to have that, and it does incentivize <laughs> multiple purchases. Yeah, same, yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, so. uh, but. But yeah, Diablo 4 was just such a great time. I mean, the cinematics were were 
unbelievable. Um, the story mode was super engaging throughout, and uh, the detail of the world and everything was just so, so fun, man. And that was one of those games where I knew I was having a good time because that was one of those games where I rarely, whenever I did play, it was minimum two hours every time because even if when i would tell myself i'll do 30 minutes i'll jump on diablo for like 30 minutes you know just do a little bit of this a little bit of that nope two two hours pass by (laughs) you know every time so i think that's when you know you're really getting into a game um and uh yeah it was just diablo force is really really good i know a lot of people have their problems with it because of how yeah i i i i agree it was on my list ranked pretty high i did step away from it um, I think after they patched it and kind of made it a little bit tougher to farm and to get those like good items. That's right. I think that That's was right, maybe yeah. in July or the end of July. I just beat it. It wasn't brother. too long after the game came out. I don't think. Yeah, and the patch came and we played a little bit. And he's like, eh, and I was like, eh. but we might. It is a good co-op game for us to play. So we, we talked oh, recently yeah. about getting back into it, but. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm not interested really in the PvP stuff. I'm more interested. Hey, play with my buddies. Let's run around, kill monsters, get carpal tunnel. See, that's me, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's a bullet point on the box. Yeah, <laughs> it's at the top. Bring you back carpal tunnel. Your wrist will finally. Your wrist that's will what the, uh, that's what they've been waiting for. Somebody to do that. You yeah. think Mario Party causes you pain? Welcome to this. <laughs> And, you know, I bought that game when it came out, and I played it a little bit, but I something else took my attention away, and I have not yeah, went back to it, and I don't remember I don't remember what came I out think, around that time. I think I liked it better than three. I mean, I liked three. I beat three several times, but I never did anything beyond that. Like, I played multiplayer a few times with my buddies and stuff, but I, four, there was something more about four, which it, it definitely had me hooked, but, yeah. I don't know. I, uh... I, I I had a great time with Diablo 4 when it was, you know, in its vanilla state. But uh, uh, yeah, but uh, but it was it did everything so good, and uh, yeah, I, I do want to jump back into it eventually. Um, it's definitely one of those games that you know it, it keeps you busy. Yeah. It, it can keep you busy for sure. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just really well done, and Lilith is great. Really great. <laughs> so yeah, but that's my that's my number seven is Diablo four, and uh, yeah. So next up on the list, uh, six is another sequel. Uh, this one being Octopath Traveler two. Uh, Octopath Traveler the original I loved. It was fantastic in so many ways. It's got some of the most memorable characters from any game I've played, I, I love almost all of them, and Octopath Traveler 2 I took the saying, don't fix what's not broken to heart, and literally just, it was Octopath Traveler again. <laughs> that's, that's what Octopath Traveler 2 is. It's, yeah. it's like, there's eight new characters, you know, and we're going to give you eight new stories. Um, but the way Octopath Traveler 2 converges all those stories is much more fluid and organic than Octopath Traveler 1. Octopath Traveler, the original, um, did feel disjointed in parts and so much so that you know you definitely prioritized or favored certain travelers over others, especially when you were building their parties. Um, but Octopath Traveler 2 definitely gives you more flexibility in the fact that you know uh, everyone's a little more customizable this time around and 
it's really impressive how they all interact because there's a lot of dialogue between them i'll something even when it seems like they have nothing in common if they're in the party together occasionally you'll have like party chats and things like that and uh yeah you'd be surprised who you know how you sort of um whoever your lead character is at the time and how they interact with a new character that's coming in for the first time that is always going to vary depending on who is who you're playing as at that time you know so you could meet the same character in almost seven other different ways you know um so yeah it's it's really impressive how they how they did that so uh and it was it was a great time again the hd 2d style that square enix has mastered is so beautiful i mean it's got to be one of my favorite art styles in recent years uh -huh. every, any and every game now that i see that has that hd 2d i'm i'm into it immediately live alive whenever that new dragon quest 2 remake is coming out it's going to be hd 2d also uh -huh. that second story uh star ocean that came out recently um sort of adopt that it was a little more on the 3d side but yeah it still had that sort of you know sp here are these sprites in a 3d environment type thing um it's so good Dude, it's so that it's gorgeous. You know, uh, I forgot that came out this year, and I actually bought it on Switch when GameStop was having a buy one get one free sale or something. And I ended up buying. I've never even took the plastic off of it. It's still sitting over there on the shelf. <laughs> it's like, well, I think what happened was is I was knee deep in the Switch or the the Steam Deck when it came out. So it's like I really need to buy it on Steam when it's on sale. That's probably where I'll play it. But yeah, I I loved the first one, and it was like, yeah, I'll buy this. I'll get it on sale. I got a great deal on it, and I never <laughs> never played yeah. it. Yeah, Octopath Traveler 2, looking at my Steam year in review, was my second most played game yeah. um, of 2023. So I, I really, really loved that game. Only only second to Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, which I had like 75 plus hours in. Yeah. But uh, Octopath Traveler 2 was fantastic. So, um, But like I said, don't fix what's not broken, and they took that to heart, thank God, because I think some games get a little too excited about introducing new mechanics and things like that and octopath was just like you know what we're good we know we're good we're just going to give you more of the same and that's all you need to do yeah. <laughs> it's a formula that works and it works great so um yeah they they knocked it out of the park with that one. <clears throat> so uh number five is one that we've all talked about at this point which is uh tears of the kingdom wow. uh that that is you know i can't really say much different from you know what you guys uh had already said it's you know it's i do think it's superior in almost every way to breath of the wild however um i will say i didn't put as much time as i did into breath of the wild and i think that's because even though i think it's better in every aspect from the story to the mechanics to to just the fluidity of it all um and the world building i mean ev everything is just fantastic uh it made me realize why Nintendo is always trying to do something new, even though I know a lot of people get annoyed by that, where it's just like, oh, but you were so good. Why are you getting rid of all that? And I, I get it now, because I think when I was playing Tears of the Kingdom, the only reason why, even though I still put like 50, 60 hours into it, that's nothing compared to my 200 plus from Breath of the Wild. You know what I, I mean? So, that's like flip-flop for me. I put more into Tears of the Kingdom oh, really? than I did Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I think 
for me it's though, it's be yeah. I think it's because I, I, it was sort of like. It felt like been there, done that, you know. Um, and I don't. Get, and, I mean, I get that, and yet don't get it at the same time because there's yeah. like some stuff that, like, yes, okay, like some parts of the map look the same, and it does have yeah. some the same thing, like the horse riding and all that. Like, yes, mechanically mm-hmm. the same, but there's so much that's added on top of that. That if you're yeah. just like this is this more of the same it's like well then go do the stuff that's different it's it's right there you yeah. know <laughs> so yeah like I get exactly like that feeling like yeah okay it does feel more the same because like Link looks the same and like it like has the same kind of like art style between the two games and all that and just like feeling wise of like running around and all that that kind of can feel the same yeah. but yeah it's like it's it's also not exactly the same game again that they you know just like okay here we're gonna do the same map and do some other stuff they did put plenty of stuff on top of it so it's oh, kind sure, of like yeah. it is and it's not at the same time it's really weird yeah 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 i mean it did, yeah I mean, it definitely didn't feel like a copy paste or anything like that not at all but yeah. it, it i guess the... i hadn't played breath of the wild since it came out either so there's plenty of space between the two games so i think that's probably for me part of why uh it didn't kind of interfere or feel like the same thing again because right. it had been so long since breath of the wild that right. it felt a little bit different whereas i played it more recently and probably been like oh I, I felt that side of it a little bit more i think for me personally yeah. but i totally yeah that, that it does make sense because there's a lot of it that like it, if even if it isn't one-to-one exactly the same it does have a lot of the same feeling to it yeah yeah um and i think that's why it sort of lost some of its for lack of a better word it just lost some of its allure for me but um but i still thought it was incredible and again i I acknowledge the fact that it is better in every way um but yeah it just didn't grip me or captivate me as much as breath of the wild breath of the wild i just couldn't put down now granted when i played tears of the kingdom i still couldn't put that down either but yeah i mean you were comparing 50 hours to 200 you know, so it's 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 weird. Yeah, and I and again, the only, the only thing I could think of was it. It just finally made me understand like why Nintendo always tries to do something different with each new entry for like their bigger games. You know, so you know, like say that, but then they just have so much stuff that's that they recycle too. So it's like well, oh, no. that's true. Yeah, like Splatoon, and, or they'll oh, just like it'll be away for a while and then they'll come back. And like, oh, here, here's this thing again, or hey, here's this game we're selling it to you for the fifteenth time, or yeah. you know, whatever it may be. So they, That's like, right. Nintendo kind of does both things. So like, this game being both things is kind of just like this is a Nintendo, right? It's kind of what they do. Yeah, it's just right. encapsulated in a single game versus like looking at it as a whole, right? It's kind of interesting that way. Yeah. It definitely put things into perspective, but no, you're right. Because um, I mean, Nintendo but... of all the game companies for them is like the most on selling you on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones serving up nostalgia the most. Like all of them do it to a certain degree, is because they all have their big franchises. But like mm-hmm. Nintendo, very much is just like here, eat your nostalgia, you love it, nom nom, buy 15 switches, please. You know, like that's that's their bread and butter. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> only only they could have gotten away with the, you know, the NES Mini from the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. uh, the PlayStation Mini did not sell at all by comparison. My God, when I worked at GameStop at the time, we kept those stocked. Let me tell you, they were yeah. they were stocked. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And that and there's still like a demand for those little for the PlayStation Mini too as well. It's just to crack them. And it's yeah. not not because I, I, they put the I emulation was, on them. So well, I have one. Bought it. I have. Well, I have a regular one too, and I barely touched it. 
I just bought them and took them out of the box and looked at them and then put them back in the box and put them up on my shelf to make them look real pretty <laughs> in the boxes. That's what I bought them all for. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy them, buy them to play. I, I bought them to, yeah. just to have on the shelf and go, oh, look, that looks cool. Nostalgia. You can go hang it on a Christmas tree. Or yeah. Got those too. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's my that's my number five was Tears of the Kingdom. Um, number four on the topic of Nintendo and nostalgia is uh, Super Mario Bros. One. Um, this game, wow! I uh, Mario Brothers Wonder is it's beautiful, it's innovative, it is uh, so much fun. You can't play it without having a smile on your face. And I felt last time I really felt that way with with one of their properties was with Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And Kirby and the Forgotten Land was fantastic from beginning to end. And uh, uh, Mario Brothers Wonder was just so creative at every single level. Like, they did not miss a beat. You'd think they'd get repetitive at some points, but no. Like, you, you know, obviously they have certain themes from world to world, but my god, man, every level stands out on its own. And never one never feels more boring than the last or 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 it never felt like it's it's repetitive or or it's too challenging or too easy it's it's so balanced and well done um through and through and you know as as a long time long time lifelong really mario fan you know uh playing since i was jesus four basically three or four or whatever um you know it is just it's one of the best Mario games in recent memory, and also I think in terms of 2D Mario, oof, man, that that's got to be top three probably. Um, you know, I'll have to give it more thought, but I would just without thinking too much about it, probably top three. Yeah. Mario Brothers. Wonder. I have wanted to pick it up, and I just I haven't picked it up yet. What I else would be in the top three then? That's yeah. the question. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Because there's so many, like you're like, well, yeah. Super Mario Brothers, the original one, or Super Mario Three, or like, or whatever, like uh, Super Mario World. Like, there's so many. Like, you go back that far, there's so many classics, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I think Mario World's still my number one, though. Honestly, Mario World's just fantastic. Yeah. And then probably the OG Mario Brothers after that, only because I know that game like the back of my hand. I speed run that game, you know. So, uh, I. I that game and like i can beat it in like nine or ten minutes maybe you know um the og mario brothers but it's uh but again not thinking too hard about it yeah those will probably be one and two respectively and then mario brothers wonders at number three but yeah with so many it's it's hard to really you know say definitively yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah but mario brothers wonder is so so good and what i love about it especially is that one thing that this especially the 2d mario brothers games have sort of suffered from lately especially since they introduced the new moniker uh from the original ds is that they've all been so short you know mm -hmm. and and like every single one of these new super mario brothers games you're paying 60 dollars for what four or five hours worth of content ridiculous you know I, and, and you know thank god I, I at the time the last couple that came out you know i worked at GameStop at the time so you know when you're a GameStop employee you can rent games for about 72 right. hours whatever so yeah i'd have it done i'd have it i brought back the next day that's not a problem yeah <laughs> you know, myself 50 60 dollars whatever but mario brothers, mario brothers wonder is a full-on like you're getting at least minimum and i say minimum 
minimum 14 hours. The reason why That's I say good. minimum, is, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, a minimum 14 hours, uh, just so you can run through the the game. And then of course, as any Mario game does, it's going to have the secrets, you know, the Easter eggs, the hidden levels, things like that. So, and then. Uh, of course, even more to do, more levels that are unlocked post game and things like that too. So, yeah, Mario Brothers Wonder gives you like full sixty dollars worth of content, if you ask me. You know, so it's it's the first two D game to do that, I think, in literally since they introduced New Super Mario Brothers on the original DS, because they've been so so short since then. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's pathetic with very little replay value. Uh, so I was very, very happy with that. So that, that's another big, big plus for me um, with Mario Brothers Wonders. You're, you're getting your money's worth and so much more with that. And the online integration is really interesting. Um, you can disable it if you want, but it's on by default. And what happens is you can see these sort of ghost characters in real time. Um, so these other people playing the current level that you're playing uh, at the same time. And it's super cool because... You you would think with all of that going on that it might be too much on screen, but they're so faded that it really doesn't bother you. It's like a ghost um, they, uh, car in Forza. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not like intrusive or anything like that. It doesn't distract you too much, if at all. And uh, but. It's cool because it's helpful. So you do still have this multiplayer integration where like, it's not just about them being in the level with you. If you die, you have about three to five seconds <laughs> as you turn into a ghost yourself. And if you like hit somebody else, um, you'll come back for a second. Now you can only do that once. You can only do that once, but they can revive you basically. And uh, let's just say you don't have anybody there uh, in that level with you, other people can put down these little like flagpoles, basically that are a variety of like stickers, sort of. They look like just regular stickers that you collect, but they, you know, they have a little pole attached to them. So you just you place them down wherever, and a lot of people place them in smart spots, right? Where spots where you're probably gonna accidentally fall into a pit or stuff like that. <laughs> so nice. if you, if yeah, so if you hit that flagpole, it almost works as a as a checkpoint. So then you come back to to life once you do that without actually having to lose a life and start the whole thing over again so it's really yeah. really cool you do that and then you get there's a point system so the more people that use your flagpoles throughout these levels um you know the more kudos you get and things like that and yeah and then you get money from you know the money from these levels actually mean something now you get to use them to spend in the in-game shops so you get these new little uh, abilities uh like if you want to do like a really high jump or if you want to do uh you want to stick to walls rather than slide down them uh these just these cool little abilities that give you so much flexibility and creativity when you're playing these levels so uh you know if there's a certain spot that's not working for you you know you're just you know you're not as much of a savvy mario player so you can't really time your jumps right you know you could put on a sticker um, or this little ability, rather, that um, each button press is immediately like twice the size of a normal jump, right? But you can only do it once rather than jumping multiple times, you know? So the, there are limitations to these as well just to help balance it out, but it's really cool having those 
options be a really clever way of accessibility for a lot of players also but also still making it fun you know mm. to try out all these cool maneuvers and techniques uh as you go from level to level um, and you don't have to either you don't even have to like attach anything you just play the whole game normally like you would any normal mario game but uh but there's so much fun that you want to play around with it's def- and definitely too. definitely casual casual gear too so therefore i, oh, I could sure. play it get my wife to play it with me you know have a good oh, time yeah. oh yeah because it's fun oh yeah yeah it's fantastic it's it's i don't see how you couldn't enjoy this game i mean really it is just pure joy from beginning to end i mean i ah oh, my brothers one are so good <laughs> so good <laughs> um but uh but yeah that's my that's my number four uh number three on the list um i uh i finally beat this just the other day actually and uh i'd, I'd already put like 40 plus hours into it but the last like week or two i just wanted to get back into it because i didn't want to play the new one without beating this one first and number three on my list is like a dragon ishin so you know these like a dragon slash yakuza games have always been known for being in you know modern day japan you know particularly kamurocho you know and uh you know and and those that map is very much a character in itself because they've always been um you know uh recurring from game to game and they just keep making them more detailed and deeper and uh and it's one of the few games where i can go back to that map and i don't feel upset that i'm going back to the same place like it's i feel like especially as a long time yakuza player where it's like i feel like i'm coming back home <laughs> you know it's it's you play those games and it's just like ah oh, kamurocho like you you know you walk through those gates as kiryu or now ichiban and you know and it's just like oh god like i love it here you know like and uh so so when they do change when they do change the map it can be a little you know off off putting but they do it well also you know so the few times you do leave Kamurocho and you go to like you know osaka or or wherever else it's uh they do it so so good also but yeah it's not like other games and worlds where you know whenever there's a new entry you know you want to you want to see what the new world looks like right like a new pokemon game you you already know you're gonna have a new region right so stuff like that Uh, you know grand theft auto is is not really like that they sort of circulate between they rotate between you know uh, los santos and you know now vice city for gta 6 we went back to that and um you know liberty city so Mm. um but how they do those maps with each iteration is you know it evolves and because they're a character and you know unto themselves so and i I love that i love that but only only when the maps are like really stand out and really really well done and yakuza has always been a big part of that but like a dragon ishin very different uh this was an older i think it's a ps3 game PS3, okay. Yeah, it was only released in Japan. It was the only, the only version of Yakuza that I did not get because I could never get it imported for a decent price. Yeah, but so do you have the one? There was a, there was a, 
a rare one. I only found out about this one maybe about a year or two ago. There was one on like PSP. I don't think it ever got localized. Though. No, it didn't. Yeah, because it came on PSP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, um, and I never got it. It was way too expensive, and it, it still oh, is okay. very expensive. I did play a <clears throat> ROM of it, but it was you know, but it was. Oh yeah. yeah. What was that? <clears throat> now you're coughing. For Sorry, I, I, I've I've had a cold all week, and it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. down in my chest. Okay. It's it's kind of bad. Sorry. It sounded giggle to me though. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It's totally I think, I think absolutely. Were, I think you were trying some yeah. sort of demo. That, to me, yeah, yeah, that's features. exactly what it was. It was a demo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure everything yeah, uh, was translated. Yep, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. That, what like was that? I can't remember. Uh, I can't even pronounce the game. It was like a sequel. <laughs> well, because there was one on the PlayStation Portable. Oh, I can't remember. Here, I'll put the name of it in the chat. Maybe yeah, I you can the pronounce name it. Of it. Oh, I could, I could, I could do that. But I, there, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I'll just. Right. Slaughter it when I say it here. Here, all right. Let me see what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, here you go. You let you see if you can. <laughs> yep. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, that one's. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I know Ryugakotoku, uh, and then Ashura. Hen? Is that? That's at the end too. Hen? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, God. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Kuroyo's. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know. That's crazy. That's a little much. Yeah, yeah it, it was the longest, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that one. That one on, on PSP. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, Like a Dragon Nation did, was very, very different. It went back to, I forgot which century. Maybe 1860s. 14th century. 1860s, okay. Yeah. So, and... It was. They did that so so well. I mean, just the integration of the culture, especially for at that time, and the historical significance and value behind it. Uh, they just did so so good. And of course, in true like a dragon slash Yakuza fashion, it is filled with you know side quest galore and uh your fair amount of humor with your drama of course and you know your insane fight sequences that we all know and love about these this series you know does and, it have um, karaoke mini games yes of course yeah mm-hmm. of course. is there yes. a sega arcade no, <laughs> no not, not, not time travel no, to make it, no. it, had, it does have karaoke somehow but you know. karaoke. i mean karaoke you can tweak that enough like oh we're in a tavern or whatever and singing sure but like you know an arcade shows up like wait a minute <laughs> this is the wrong time period for that not underground it's a secret layer you can't go into it yet yeah, but I mean, it's like a dragon game, so you never know what they're going to do. Yeah. That is true. They did a lot of goofy stuff in uh, Ishin as well, but it was awesome. I, I, I will say the uh, combat uh, was probably my least favorite in recent Yakuza memory, just because it didn't really make much sense to me. You had four different choices. You had the obvious fists, right? And then you had uh, a single sword. You had a sword and a gun combination, and then you had uh, only a gun to use. Why you wouldn't just use sword and gun all the time? I don't know why, because trying to use your fists nine times out of ten, they would get blocked by other people, you know, and then it just... You're fighting people with your fists that have swords. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. So uh, combat-wise, it just didn't seem like it was fleshed out enough to really warrant those other options. I think they were just there for the sake of 
just giving options you know if you wanted to do some crazy devil may cry combo but even that it wasn't flexible enough or fluid enough to even really warrant that so it you know again it i was usually always on the sword gun combo um unless there was someone far far away from me then i would switch over to gun and, and you know i would utilize the other ones as needed but yeah otherwise like you know three-fourths of the time i was i was sword gun um so yeah but other than that i mean again it's everything you know and love you know it's a formula that they've pretty much perfected at this point so you sort of know what you're getting into at this point with uh these sorts of games uh, but it was nice to have a different time period yeah and, uh, i really wish they'd uh, have done kazan before they'd done uh Ishin. but i mean i don't know at this point I, we're probably never going to get a remake of kazan so which who knows yeah which stinks because I actually like that game. I actually had imported that and played a lot of it, and it's very enjoyable. Um, but it's it's so old now. I mean, it's it would be it's in between Yakuza two and three, so you know you're you're going back to what two thousand eight. <laughs> you're going back a good way. So it's like if they if they would bring it out, it would they would have to do a you know a hard remaster of it like they did with the. With the or something like that. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, yeah I had played a little bit of that one too. I was I was happy that it came out. But I that's another one I forgot that actually came out this year and I hadn't played a ton of it, but Yeah, that's one of those ones that I, I had to make sure also sort of like Fire Emblem Gate just because I wasn't too positive either. But uh, I think it came out in was it March? Maybe March of this this year, something like uh, that. Yeah, somewhere in there, probably around like there. That. Yeah, I mean, we've been eating good, man, because we just had like a Dragon Ocean back in March, and then in November we had the man who erased his name, and then now we're about to have in a couple of weeks uh, Infinite Wealth. Oh Lord, have mercy. Yeah, no, right. I mean, it's yeah, we are eating good. <laughs> so, uh, but now that I've finished Ishin, um, now I can move on to the the man who erases his name. Then who knows, maybe that'll be on the list for this year, probably. So, is if uh, Wealth coming on day one game pass, like uh, no name or yes. race name? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. Yes. So Yeah, that's at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's crazy. That team must be working overtime, and so far early impressions have been crazy, like crazy good, too. So it's, it's insane that they can keep, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, because these games are never... They never feel cheap or rushed, you know what I mean? So how did they manage in the span of one year to get not one, not two, but three games out, you know, mm -hmm. all within that same studio? How are they – are they going home? Do they not see their families anymore? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, what's they got sleep? make the game. What kind of – what kind of ruined me for the – for this – for uh, uh, this next game is they, uh, to me I think that the Infinite Wealth I think they kind of spoiled a thing where they where they they announced that you know he has cancer he contracted cancer in the trailer it's like man why no no that that should have been something you kept and when you're playing the game you're like oh my gosh but yeah and uh, it's like oh well you just so you just spoiled the game that he's what going to die at the end of it or you know how, what's going to happen here you know it's like it's oh God. <laughs> it's going to be a personification of cancer yeah. <laughs> be wearing a, a teddy bear suit for some reason because <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
It's like, I don't know that one, that to me, it really should have, to me, I just, it just felt like that should have been that you should have kept the secret on that one. I mean, maybe it's maybe something not. that like happens in the first two minutes of the game. It or could whatever, be. And who knows? Okay. But God, even so. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. But that's true. <laughs> it turns out that's like the, the surprise ending of the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they put it in the trailer. You're like, but why? Yeah. Sega! <laughs> I should not have tried to take a drink of water. Sorry, <laughs> that was that was. <laughs> sorry, that All was right. that was bad. I, I should have warned. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but sorry not to derail you there, Dennis. That was. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's my number three is like a dragon edition. Uh, number two is uh, one that. Is I, I feel it's been very divisive. Oh, <laughs> yeah, since it came out. Um, you know, and I, think I think it's maybe... less divisive and more, uh, it's a thing that started up higher, and then as time has gone on, opinion on it has just kept going down for the most part, yeah. like, in general, it seems right? Like it. Yeah, it definitely seems. It's like less it's... like, hey, these this fifty percent of people over here love it, and this fifty percent hate it, and it just seems more like in general, just like it's soured over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know what's been going on, but uh, but for me personally, I loved it enough to put it at my number two, and that is Starfield. So, uh, me, I've always been a big fan of anything sci-fi related, especially if it has to do with uh, space. Um, I just I love, you know, the the great unknown. I love the cosmos. I love thinking about what what could be out there and having that ability, you know, in a game to to, you know go to so many planets and experience new life experience new new environments uh you know similar to how no man's sky made me feel um is is awesome and it's especially having a more obviously fleshed out rpg aspect to it as well helps a lot so um i've been having a great time with it it, it does i will say tend to overstay its welcome a little bit um in some cases which is why i've had to take multiple breaks like i'll play for like a week straight and then i'll have to take like a two-week break you know because it's just it's too it's too much uh i think and a lot of the planets also i know they were all you know talking about how like we have thousand plus planets whatever 90 percent of these planets are a whole lot of fun uh they they really uh, there's not Which we knew that because as soon as Todd Howard says that in a presentation, you're like, yeah, okay, so I can discount like at least eighty percent of these, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you told me that they're auto-generated, it's like that's not what I want from your game. I want the designed, yeah, no. cool like maps that you put all sorts of fun secret things in. I don't want it to be like, I hey, thought... like the computer said, oh, here's a planet. Let me paste a McDonald's on it. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And... But to be fair, the ones that they did put time and effort into, those are really, really, really good. And uh, but yeah, in true Bethesda fashion, it's going to have your branching narratives. It's going to have your multiple choice responses with character development and um, you know camaraderie and how all of that plays into your uh, fleet. You know, if you want to invite someone or not invite somebody. You know, if you want to get particularly romantically involved with somebody or not you know it's it's there's so many aspects of how this game could be tailored to your gameplay um that it definitely makes it so everyone has their own sort of uh you know 
experience while while playing through, which is great because the, the the few people that have played that have not played with uh, uh, talked about with uh, about Starfield with everyone is so different, yeah, so different, and, I, and, and that is what I love about games like these where I find that fascinating. You know, I mean, at no this point from... too, it's like they put so many different systems in there that like one person's oh, yeah. like, I spent like, you know, 50 hours building ships and another person's like, I didn't even build one at all because I didn't care, right? Yeah. Like you have that freedom right, to do exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, you know, like for me, like I've never been one for uh, uh, like, you know, like space pirate battles and stuff like that. You know, so it, that's not... I don't put any sort of emphasis towards that. I don't care about my weapon systems, anything like that. So, um, you know, I, I'm all about the jump drive. I want that at max. I don't want to, there to be any sort of obstacle between me, where I am currently, and where I want to go. You know, where he and, wants to uh, go. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no place far enough I can't go to. So. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but Starfield um, has definitely been scratching that itch for sci-fi and space exploration and it is great i played it again uh, again after a, another lengthy break uh, about maybe a week and a half two weeks ago and it was awesome i mean I, I you know i just i fell right back into it and uh, it's one of those games where you can you can do that you, know, you can just pick it up go back into it and experience you know you're almost for lack of a better way of putting it, your second life into this game just because it's so in depth and huge. But uh, but again, it does have that problem where it's like it, it unfortunately does tend to overstay its welcome after a point. And uh, but uh, but I love it and I'm looking forward to continuing it. Um, I have heard that, and I hate I hate this. I hate it when games do this, where I have heard that that I guess the until you get to new game plus everything that you're playing is basically an introduction and i, I hate that i hate that so much <laughs> so uh it makes me feel like you know it's like it's large for the sake of being large with no real substance only to make you feel like you're being occupied uh, occupied and to trick you into believing that you know there is uh you know content with merit but that's but it ends up not being the case apparently until you get to new game plus and it's just like damn like how many people are going to get to new game plus to begin with right you know there's a statistic that came out a couple of years ago a couple of studies that's just like you know most people like i think 65 percent of people that um you know buy and play games usually don't beat their games mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so yeah it's I rarely yeah, beat a game yeah. anymore. I just I don't yeah. if it's a, especially if it's a long game, I just don't have time. I'll play yeah. it for, you know, 15 oh, it was like Valhalla, you know, I played it for 15 20 hours and oh, went yeah. that's it. I can't I can't play anymore. I oh, don't yeah. have time. It's time Almost. to go on to something else. Or I get yeah. or I get stuck. That's yeah. my big problem. Yeah. I get stuck in well, and Stuck and in games, and I'm like, Ugh. I put Starfield on my list. Like I said, I played it for a couple hours, and then went, okay, I don't, I know, I'm not going to have time right now to play this game. It's really, really fun. I really, really enjoy it, but I've got to step away, and I want to play something else. Finish this, or go try to play this, or something. Yeah, you know, and I'll pick it back up eventually. But I mean, it still made you know my my list because it was a great. It was what little bit of it I played. I really, really liked it. So, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, same here. I mean, I've I've put a lot of hours into it. It doesn't tell you the exact hours. I think it, it says like for me, like, what is it? I have like two days and like 
17 hours, something like that. So you kind of have to do the math there. Yeah. So, but, um, so I, I put quite a few hours into it, but, um, so, but yeah, it, it's one of those games where I just have to, have to take a break every once in a while because yeah. it's, it's, it's almost it's overwhelming. Much. I can see. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Um, but, uh, but every time I do start playing it, I'm just like, man, I, I love this. This <laughs> is so good. Yeah, my, a lot of my friends seem to really like it. It's definitely on my list, and I hear that, you know, it even runs good enough on the Series S to kind of, you know, play it and enjoy well, it. That's where, yeah. I played, that's where I've played it most. That's where I've done most of my gameplay has been on the Series S, actually, because yeah. that's the one that's in the bedroom, so I like laying down and just playing it, you know, that way. I've played a little bit on the Series X, and I've played a little bit on PC. That's cool. Obviously, it goes without saying that it runs and plays the best on PC. Um, it runs the best. It plays on great on Switch, right? Yeah. I played it on. I played it on wrong. I played it on the Ally. That's what I played yeah, it mostly yeah. on, and it ran really good on there too. So, yeah, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty you know all things. I know Bethesda gets made fun of a lot, but it is. I think Todd Howard said this in their presentation too, where it's like it is the least buggy Bethesda game I think that they've ever done. I mean, there's I rarely run into problems. That's a uh, low bar. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it can still right. be very buggy and still technically be the least buggy game that they have. Yeah, that's very right? true. <laughs> I knew I knew there was some still bugs in it when I and right at the beginning, and where you go down into and you meet all the crew and everything like that, and then I start exploring the area and I go down and there's a spacesuit in a in a glass case and I'm like, ooh, that's a really cool spacesuit. And I walk up to it and it says, Oh, it's locked. You'll need a key or something like that. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's weird. And this. I literally turn and look and you could immediately hit X and I could pull it out the crack between the glass and the door. And I had the best uh-huh. outfit to hold the best uniform in the in the whole game right off the bat. It was like, yeah. oh well that was easy. That's not a glitch at all, is it? That's not a bug. <laughs> Well, yeah, there was a weird, there was a planet I went to, and I only found this out because someone had posted a video of it on Twitter, where it's like, there's this, like, I can't remember what planet it was, but it was this little western-looking planet, and you go in there, and there's a specific puddle that you can walk up to, and if you crouch and you get right into a specific area, you can basically, there's a store underneath it, you can steal everything in that store. <laughs> you just get to that little puddle while you're, like, above ground, and you're good, you just take everything. That's what you look for in Bethesda games. Those, I think they put those in there deliberately. I think I don't think those are bugs. Or I think they do that deliberately. There is no way they deliberately right put that in there. There's no way that's not possible. There's too much in those games to deliberately put something that's like obviously a bug like that. <laughs> they have too much legit stuff to do to be deliberately putting that in there. It might be something that they eventually like they catch and it's like yeah whatever we'll leave it. But I don't think that they. Sell, you know, like, they may have here, they right? may have <laughs> one guy in the whole company. That's his job is to go back. And <laughs> He's like the reverse exterminator. Yeah, uh-huh, he yeah. introduces bugs. Yeah, to he the introduces game. He bugs to the in. game. He doesn't. He doesn't take them away. He's like that's terrible. <laughs> I hate it. Uh... Do not want. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, but Starfield's been a been a been a really great time. Uh, I don't know. Again, with how many breaks I take with it, I don't know when I get back to it. I don't know if I'm ever going to beat it, but it's it's one of those games that I just love jumping into. And at this point, I don't really care if I beat it or not. I just like it's, yeah. it's fun. And that's okay. I like jumping into yeah. it. And, yeah. There's you know, nothing wrong with that. Starfield is a game I don't know if I'm ever going to get around to playing because it just came with where it's like, nope, it's low on the totem pole for me because just it's their th- my like third favorite 
without even having played it like Bethesda universe because like I don't care about their quote NASA punk or whatever that they're going for. It's like I would much rather play a Fallout game and then I would much rather play an Elder Scrolls game just for just the genre of universe it's in. And so I, I'm much more uh, lean towards the kind of what space fantasy stuff that like Outer Worlds was. That's kind of like a Bethesda yeah. style game. Yeah. Uh, in space, it's just a very different style, uh, and it was more more my taste. So like this one was like, okay, I kind of wasn't interested in it, but like, hey, Baldur's Gate is out, and then this other thing is out, and this other thing is also yeah. out, and then there's the cyberpunk expansion that I still haven't got to that I kind of want to do, and all this other stuff that like Starfield keeps getting bumped down the list. Yeah. And then 2024, there's going to be new games stuff. coming out, so it's just like, yeah, it's on Game Pass, but when am I going to have the time to get to it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. that I've been trying to get better about not worrying anymore about new releases if I'm already in the middle of enjoying something else because it's things yeah. are inevitably going to get bumped down and down and down. And honestly, yeah. it, it, this is also one of those, you know, industries where it's like, look, if you don't get it right away, that's okay, because the longer you wait, the cheaper it's going to get anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, you're not yeah, wrong. And if they happen to have bugs in it, they'll have more time to fix them, or and, exactly. you know, whatever. Yep. And it might that's be nice. like, hey, now I want to play because I'm more in the mood for it than versus trying to get it right when it exactly. came out. Because right. there's exactly. like, so many things that came out in 2023 that I still haven't got to, like Spider-Man 2 that I want to. Yeah, I haven't even picked it up yet either, so yeah. At this point, I may wait, and maybe it'll come out on PC in the next two years. <laughs> oh, yeah, Spider-Man yeah, will uh, definitely come out on PC at some point, unless Sony completely changes what they're doing. Yeah. You just gotta wait. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my number two, Starfield. Uh, number one um, is uh, this is a game that I wasn't expecting to be as good as it was. I knew it was going to be good just because given their history and me being such a fan of their prior works, um, but being as enamored with it as I became was a big surprise, and I, I love surprises like this. And uh, this is a game that has won multiple awards, um, deservingly so, but of course not as many as it could have only because of a certain Baldur's Gate. <laughs> uh, but uh, my number one is uh, Alan Wake 2. Uh, Alan Wake 2, man, was... Uh, I, I beat it uh, about a week and a half ago, week, maybe two weeks ago. Huh. And uh, my god, I mean, the whole time, I never felt an ounce of boredom. I never felt frustrated. That game was perfectly balanced. It was such an improvement over the original. I played the original just about a month or two ago to sort of prepare myself before I played Alan Wake 2. And I didn't play the remastered. I played like the original, original Alan Wake. I didn't play Alan Wake remastered because I just have heard so many things about it being broken or whatever. So, um, so I played the OG Alan Wake. And, uh, and I liked it. I liked it. It got more frustrating as it got to the end, but it made me laugh because a lot of it did feel very stretched and forced in terms of its narrative just as for the sake of having at least a minimum eight hour campaign and it made me laugh because i remember before alan wake 2 came out fortnite had a uh alan wake creative map that you could uh play to recap that game to get you ready for alan wake 2 and it was officially made by epic games and uh 
after I beat it, I played it just to see what it was like, and they perfectly recapped, like, and without missing not a single plot hole, nothing like that, they perfectly recapped that entire game, that eight-plus-hour game, in 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. You can hit most of the major things that quick. Did it also do American Nightmare or just the original Alan Wake? Just the OG. Yeah, not they didn't touch up on uh, American, American Nightmare. Uh, there's there's a few important things out of that thing, but that was from like the days of like 360 arcade and stuff. So that one, I, yeah, yeah. it's not very long, but it does have like, I'm pretty sure Mr. Scratch is not in the original, unless it was some, in one of the DLC episodes. I don't know, but I know he's in American Nightmare. Yeah, he's very I, important to Alan Wake too. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't play American Nightmare at all. I, I just got uh, around to playing the OG Alan Wake. Uh, I mean, I played those I, back in the day, so it's just like I haven't played it in forever, yeah. but I did play uh, it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. I'll be honest with you. They, they, they were good, and it reminded me a lot of not Alan Wake Two, but the OG Alan Wake did remind me a lot of uh, Silent Hill. But uh, those games did not age very well. Uh, my God, they are janky. That oh man! Is... Okay, Alan Wake, the OG Alan Wake was janky even when it came yeah. out, and that was part of the charm, and that's why I fell in love with it more, is because oh, okay, of just okay. like the weird facial animations in that game that were like uh, so goofy that they fixed for the like remaster version to where it looks mm-hmm. better, but it, it loses a little bit of its weird charm because it's kind of like a low budget kind of like movie or TV show or something that part of the charm is just how like a little bit of the weirdness factor. And that's kind of what Mm. the first game has. Like it's definitely got its issues for sure, but it's just like, it's that unique remedy mix of stuff that they hadn't quite learned as much, uh, for just like the gameplay making side of things at that point, as they have now that they've learned since in like whatever decade plus it's been. Yeah, and how, how much they've grown to. I mean, it is it is like night and day because Alan Wake Two. I mean, really, and I, I don't use this word loosely at all. I mean, I I truly find it to be an absolute masterpiece from beginning to end, and it's now become one of my favorite games of all time, um, and it's like very high up on the list. Again, I completely agree. It's a masterpiece it. that just came yeah. out in the same year as Baldur's Gate Three, which is another masterpiece, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> We're just spoiled for choice this year. This I, year. I mean, yeah, talk about a big game. I think I put 170 hours or so into my uh, Baldur's Gate 3 run, and I will eventually replay that game because there's so much stuff that you can do that's completely different than your first playthrough if you want to, but it's just it's a huge game, so it's like, I'll get some time and wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... I'm, I'm looking forward to eventually getting around to Baldur's Gate myself, uh, but Alan Wake just—I mean, awesome. uh, yeah—it just from beginning to end and everything about it. There's not anything that they didn't miss on. I mean, whether it was you were talking about earlier the inventory system and then you know the level design and the, the amount of detail, the voice acting, the live action sequences, and the way those are incorporated into the gameplay sequences and um, the UI, the 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 combat just felt so much more fleshed out. Again, there wasn't a single time playing this game where I was just like, I felt like I was getting frustrated or annoyed or I felt like it was overstaying its welcome. I mean, I, I almost didn't want it to end. Like, that's how good it was. Even though I spent it, the, by the time I beat it, I mean, it was maybe about maybe 20, 22 hours, something like that. But 
you know, that was one of the few times where, like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, even though it's been 22 hours, like, I'm sad that it's ending. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. um, Especially with how it ends, you're just like, oh, come on. <laughs> I know, I know. I got the deluxe version, though, more. so there's expansions. Oh, yeah, uh, same. Because I knew from yeah. Control that, or even just the original Alan Wake, the expansions, like, add on to it, like, pretty well. But, like, especially with, like, yeah. after Control, it's like, I feel comfortable getting this because I will definitely play the expansion. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I even started playing it after I finished it. I even started playing a little bit of the uh, the final draft, New Game Plus. And I'm I'm not a New Game Plus guy at all, but that's how much I enjoyed Alan Wake because I was like, let's go back, start it over, let's do it yeah, again. I might have to do that because the fu- yeah. they didn't have that added in when I beat it. It hadn't been patched in yet because that's something that happened later. Yeah, that was like right after the Game Awards, I think. Um, yeah, because I played it. I started it maybe a couple weeks after it came out. It wasn't right the same week it came out, but oh. very soon after, and then I. If beat it and then time passed and then they added that into the game yeah uh but it was i mean wow what a what a way to to end the year i'm, I'm sort of glad i ended my year with alan wake honestly because yeah. it was i mean and even if i had to beat it beat it it would still be my number one anyways just because of uh, i mean again it's it's every aspect of that game's design is nailed to such a perfect t that you can tell the craftsmanship is unlike anything else i mean the animation systems for all of like the vegetation and stuff that's like (laughs) most games just don't bother doing it's like we might add a little bit of sway to a tree or something that's about it but just (laughs) like the way that like wind can whip up and all that stuff because they have those systems in there just make you yeah. so more immersed when you're in the forest areas of the game. Oh yeah, and the thing is, when I started playing that game too, I didn't have headphones until later on, and then once I put headphones on, I was like, I didn't realize how much I was missing too. And the oh my god, with the Dolby Atmos, oh, that just enhanced the experience even more. As if that game wasn't already great, the sound design was just. Oh. I mean, I was just, I was bumping into things on purpose. I was like, what sound does this make? I want to hear what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this thing fall. I want to shoot this window. I want to shoot this tree. I would just, Meanwhile, know, Alan so and Saga are both like, stop it. You're ruining our shins. <laughs> <laughs> there were no band-aids to be found. I was looked everywhere. That narrative would make me laugh sometimes, though, just as the stuff that he would say. But oh, that's another thing. Saga was such a good character, too. Like her implementation into the story and then the way despite being a linear game the way that they were able to give you the option to jump back and forth between saga and alan um and have it not somehow discombobulate the story was just brilliantly done also i mean just everything was nailed i it's I can't. You have to give me a while to really think about something bad yeah. to say. About I mean, I think that the way that works is because they're both pretty much separate stories until, like, with a little bit of like influence here and there, until you get to kind of like the end of the game, and then both of the storylines kind of converge at that point. True. Yeah. And so that way, no matter which order you're playing it, which whatever you feel at the time, you switch back and forth. But once you get to kind of like the point of no return point in the game. You kind of like hit it for one character and then the other and like it converges so it's like the whole game is funneling you to that in a smart way it was very well done for sure yeah i agree yeah um yeah 
I, I mean, I have to You're making really... me want to reinstall it. <laughs> I haven't even started it yet, so. <laughs> it is a gorgeous game. It is definitely, I would say, is the prettiest yeah. game that I've played this year. Yeah. Just from a technical standpoint, they just packed so much stuff into it. Because of, um, oh man, I forget the technical term for it, but there's the different system that they built into it versus control where they were able to bait all the like culling that happens when you're like only what you see in your viewpoint from the you know game's camera is the only thing that it's rendering and they made it more efficient than it was in the past so they can put a lot more just things on screen at once so you get a lot more detail that way it's just super impressive like their engine is really 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 good like control already is a great looking game that oh yeah a lot of videos and things will still bring it up for like, hey, this is what good, cool ray tracing looks like. It's that and Cyberpunk or all the time well, where like, the they still show that for, for ray tracing. And now like Alan Wake 2 is another one that will be pulled off for of like, hey, here's some cool game technical graphics systems and uh, it's a good game to show it off. It's kind of like when you have like that movie that you pop in to show off your home theater system. Mm-hmm. This would be a game oh, yeah. that you pop in like, this is what my you know super expensive PC is capable of. Look at that! Look how pretty that is. Yeah, that's why I paid this much for it. Was for that. Yeah, right. Right. It's, it was for this. Yeah. Right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, that's my number one is on way to. Um, I do have three little side honorable mentions um, that I, I felt uh, I needed to be spoken about very quickly um number one is uh fort solace fort solace was i think a game that went under a lot a lot of people's radars which is unfortunate because the voice acting um the rather the voice actors in those games and the performances are exceptional and i think it actually may have won a few like writers guild awards um but still it's just i feel like it's been neglected lately but fort solace um it is it looks like more than it is really it's a walking simulator it's in disguise um but the story that it tells um about this crew on mars um it's very martian-esque because uh, it's not it's not many people and what they go through is very intense um so it's it's not a long game three hours maybe tops uh but my god the graphics are fantastic because it was made in unreal engine 5 um and uh yeah it's 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 killer so you know if you're a big fan of sci-fi uh and you want a nice little cinematic game to play through that won't ask too much of you either i mean it's not stressful or anything like that you know again it's a very straightforward game um fort solace i think could be uh your best friend if you're looking for something Hmm. like that um number two is viewfinder anyone who's a fan of puzzle games should definitely check this one out because i've been wanting to play it i bought it in the steam cell but haven't gotten around to it yet yeah it's good it's good god i I love viewfinder it is the way it utilizes uh camera tricks um and perspective to solve puzzles is so well done and there's just an infinite amount of possibilities too um you know you think you have a puzzle figured out and even if you do you know when you look up how other people do it there's just so many different ways to complete a puzzle just so long as you're able to take a picture of something and then utilize whatever's uh you know physically in that photo um into your environment it's just so well done and i don't even want to think about the programming that must have gone into that 
you know, taking a snapshot of just about anything at any angle, you know, and finding a way to take that 2D image and then, uh, you know, hmm. make it three-dimensional while also configuring it to, you know, the the portrait of, of what was taken. Uh, it's it's super clever, super well done, and uh, it's a little bit of a mind bender too. Man. Like if you if you, you know. It just because the optical illusions that can go behind it, um, but it's it's super well done, especially if you're a big fan of puzzle games. Definitely check it out. Um, lastly, number three is Man Demon. Um, this is a another short visual novel uh, game that uh, has stunning art, and I mean stunning, fantastic art. And uh, it's I don't want to. One of those games that's hard to talk about story-wise just because it's it gets straight to the point right away but what it's about is not what you think it's about because of how the uh, steam page describes it so it's it's and i think that's best left to those that are playing it because it's full of just revelations and twists and like oh my god moments and uh it's super cheap too three bucks uh, three, <laughs> yeah three dollars three dollars my god and i got a solid couple, a couple of hours out of it uh three dollars mike you're getting more than your money's worth in that thing man more than your money's worth and uh like i said it's it's fully voiced also fantastic art and uh the achievements are pretty easy to get also so if you're an achievement hunter you'll enjoy that and uh yeah hmm. man it's really well done for three dollars come on come on dude yeah, it's three dollars yeah. so, never heard of it never heard of it i ran into it by mistake by chance i think it was just one of those things that you know i was just sort of going down a rabbit hole on steam and it was one of the newer released visual novels and i was like oh what's this and then i saw that price and i was like what three dollars sure why not um tried it out and i'm so happy that i did and yeah so see this ended is up being a, this is why you need to be back more often so i can spend more money on steam on games that i'll never oh this one's only three dollars and that one's yeah only like, hey look i just bought 50 things that were three dollars they're all dennis <laughs> recommended them all they'll be great i'll play them someday <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 stuck. It just stuck with me, and uh, so that was it, it. Was memorable enough that I wanted to, you know, make that an honorable mention. And it was almost on my top ten, almost. But uh, I was like, you know what? I'll just make it an honorable mention instead, just because, uh, you know, there were other games that I enjoyed just slightly. More. But uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's my that's my top ten slash three honorable mentions for twenty twenty three. Cool. Well, Eric. You go ahead, because you got another I mean, one in there that I got. So pretty much <laughs> everybody talked about. I, I didn't have enough games this year to really play. I, I just didn't. I went back. I looked at everything I reviewed and everything I played. I went back and looked at every episode we did and the notes. Yeah. And I just didn't. I was so busy this <laughs> summer and spring. I just didn't play much. Yeah. And I've been. Ah. Anyway, let's talk about the stuff I did play from twenty twenty three. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yep. Uh, that's number seven. And I made my list sale. too. I get it for thirty bucks. Uh, I know John, you really like this game. Yeah, I love it. And kind it... of disappointed. <clears throat> um, 
once I got the hang of the combat, that was fine. I think yeah. the stuff that was in between, I didn't really care for. I totally I was, agree. Yeah, the, the in between like, stuff, okay, the I don't care. Cool. Once I figure out the classes and why some characters really, really suck, then I was like, if I stick with these ones, I'll do okay. I got the DLC too. I think about the second level, whatever the bigger edition was. Yeah, the, the deluxe the or stuff. whatever they call and, it. And I was interested. I think I put like ten or fifteen hours in, and it, it, there's enough to hook me. But I was like, well, I got distracted by other stuff. But it's, I'll finish it someday. Yeah, was, I will I too. Like, I like the combat and the kind of the you can play out the characters and stuff. I like the I like the story. I like the the combat. It's the in between stuff that you you, know, you walk stuff. around and go talk to this person and run a relationship, like and you go over to here. It's like no, I don't. I don't want any of that. Just let's just go boom, things. boom, boom. Go to the next one. If it was that, it would have been higher on my list. But what's funny is is if you're a humble bundle chore or a humble choice member, that's one of the games this month. So somebody has an extra code for Midnight Suns that he may give away because I yeah, don't need buddy. it. I mean, that was it's $10 a month, and that's one of the games this month. I mean, I was just blown away. I was like, holy fright. Um, but yeah, I love Midnight Suns. It's really, really fun. It's just... It's just that in-between stuff where, oh, well, go build a relationship with, uh, you know, Tony Stark, or go over here and build a relationship yeah. with... I mean, if they'd done it well, it would have been fine. But yeah, but like, they didn't do it well. It's just like, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, it's like, literally, I'm just going over there and going, next, 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 next. Yeah, okay, I'll choose this. Yes, next, next, next. Okay, let's go, let's go, if let's I could go. Like, if I could, like, sprint, teleport, or fly, or have, like, a little dirt bike or something... Maybe I would be slightly interested. Yeah. There's there's cool uh, stuff around the grounds you need to check out. But I'm like, I'm just plod along. Give me something to zip along. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I just had a mental image of like Wolverine riding like a miniature dirt bike, and it was a, po- a pocket bike. I, yeah, I think he should ride a Vespa. You don't need a dirt bike. Just zoom around on a Vespa. Just the most uh, non-Wolverine yeah, vehicle uh-huh. possible. Yeah. Let's do it. Tricycle <laughs> with a bell Tricycle. on. <laughs> but I mean, when the when the when the when the fights happen, it, it's it's fights are fun. The, yeah, it's so much fun. It's so cool. It's that mix of XCOM with a card game. It's really, really, really good. But it's just that extra crap that you have to yeah, put up with gotta, it, that really it's it's a that's a slog it's like yeah. i just want to i gotta, I gotta give it i gotta give it another shot it's definitely definitely still on my yeah. list. um let's see number six i had dead island 2 which no one else on the show cared about or anything but i cared and the reason i cared <laughs> is because i pre-ordered it i i think i pre-ordered this like two or three years ago <laughs> and it was just sitting there waiting and waiting and i still got like the cheap price for it too yeah. it came from amazon i fired up um, if you got to play a zombie FPS game, Dying Light 2 is the superior game by far, trust me. Dead Island 2, the co-op is fine. It's cool that you have guns, just like the first game, uh, but it's more linear. You go to a stage, beat it, go to another state, go to another like little hub world. You can go back and stuff, but it doesn't have like the free roam, parkour, there's no jumping, there's not really, There's I guess you can block and dodge, kind of, but playing Dying Light so much, you're like, oh man, I miss that stuff. I could climb to the top and throw things or, you know, mix it up with combat. This is get your biggest weapon, get in there, start beating the crap out of stuff, pretty much. Uh-huh. And the, co- the co-op's pretty good. Um, a friend and I played some of it. Um, yeah. Uh, Castlevania DLC for Dead Cells came out. I bought it. I have played a little bit of it. It is very good. I really, really like Dead Cells. 
and I found out once there's an, ex- an accessibility mode, <laughs> I like Dead Cells even more. Yeah. Because I can turn. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about achievements in that game or trophies. Just let me have fun. Yeah. Let me bolt up my little blobby cell thing and let me pick out some cool weapons. Nothing wrong with that. Like Nothing wrong with that at all. Fantastic. Uh, number four was Atomic Heart. It's actually on my to buy list because it was on. I think it's still on Game Pass. I think so. About ten hours. It is like Bioshock of robots. It's pretty good. The puzzles are cool. The combat's kind of unique. Um, it is definitely one. My biggest flaw about that game is I was playing it on my TV, so I'm sitting back on my couch. I was like, I can't read the text. Like that's mm. not me, right? And I realized that it's not the text. Is people, other people can play. The text is pretty small in the game, so I had to like turn it up and stuff. But it's it's an interesting game. It's definitely open worldish. Uh, it's pretty pretty challenging even on the base difficulty. It's it's definitely tough. I tried but, I tried to play it. I just I couldn't get into it. Yeah, some people don't like it. It's all good. Yeah. Some people don't like it because who it was developed by. So well, that didn't that didn't bother me. I just I just for some reason I just couldn't get into it. It was like I was playing it. And I was like, well, I could just go play Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> it's like I don't know, and maybe that was I just couldn't let go of that part of it. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. Um, uh, number three. Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe because everybody likes Kirby. That game came out this year. I liked it so much. I bought my nephew a copy as well. He likes it too. And I, I've only dabbled in it. I really haven't played that much, but it's definitely one I'm glad I bought. Mm. Number two, Diablo Four. Like I mentioned, when we were talking about it. I played a lot. My brother liked it. So we'll probably get back to it. And number one, where I have put over a hundred hours just on Steam alone, Baldur's Gate Three. Mm, of course. And on PS Five. I put over 40 hours. I double dipped, and I never dipped. Well, that's not true. I'll double dip occasionally. I'm in both places because I want to play on... Why did I buy? Cross-save works fine, Uh, but there's no cross-play. So I had on PC first, and I was mostly done, like halfway through. My friend's like, I'm getting it for PS5. All right, fine. Play the co-op. I am planning to buy a physical version of Baldur's Gate 3 when they make more of them. I'm not paying $400 scalper price. Yeah. I like the game enough, but I'll wait. But yeah, it's good. Uh, <coughs> beat it. We talked about a ton on the show. Uh, my friend right now is doing an honor, an honor mode playthrough. <laughs> he keeps oh, messaging. Oh, luck with that. Yeah. He <laughs> died. Like, he got to Act 2, died. He did it again. This time he managed to beat Act 2. So pretty much... He's like, I'll run away and come back. And I'm like, wait, you're screwed no matter what. You cannot die. If you, and even if you, yeah, so I don't know. I think in Act 3, he's going to be in trouble. Because a couple of those fights on medium or on normal were tough. I don't know what he's doing. He's obsessed with getting the golden dice. I'm like, really? That's all you're going to get, man? And maybe like <laughs> man, a cool, Some people a cool like trophy. their dice, even if they're silly virtual yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a lot. It is, it is great. Like we talked a million times about Baldur's Gate, the co-op works great. It plays. I mean, I can't even really complain. I don't think there's anything to really complain about Baldur's Gate Three. Eh, maybe the inventory system could be a tiny little bit better. That's my only tiny, tiny. Only if you don't know how to use backpacks, man. No, I want I want tabs like Witcher Three, mm-hmm. sorted by stuff. 
You mean the Witcher 3 system that was added after Witcher 3 had been out for however long? <laughs> That's sure, yes. patched into it? Because Witcher 3, it really did not have that inventory no, system. No, it did not. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like it where it's one big pool, and I'm just like, Ugh. But it doesn't matter. I mean, you have tabs. It's called each character has a is different yes. inventory. Now they added that to get through everyone's inventory. Um, Sometimes, yeah. But that is it. That is my list. It was only seven games. I had a bunch of other games on the list that I wanted to play this year, like Mario RPG, Jedi Survivor. I own all this. Super Mario Wonder, Dredge. I do not own Spider-Man 2. Uh, Starfield on Game Pass. I own Alan Wake 2. I actually just bought Hogwarts. It was at Goodwill. PS5 edition. Yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah, there you go. That's like, okay. that's the that's one of the only games that's that, I, that I'm the only one that played in the Hogwarts Legs. And somebody who is... Not a Harry Potter fan, I guess. I, I I wouldn't call myself a Harry Potter fan, but there was something about the game that it just appealed to me, the look of it, so I bought it when it came out. And that's the game I played the most this year. I think I put 30 or 40 hours in it. I still haven't beat it yet. But I mean, you're not the only one. That game is like the best-selling yes. game of the year. Yeah, it's... Everybody likes Harry it. Potter, it's, but... Yeah. yeah. See a Star's on my list, RE4 Remake, I got that... Uh... Oh, man. Russell, if I was Russell, going through my list of games I hadn't played, that Quest that was is on my list too. But I think I'm the only one on the show who has any interest in that game. Yeah, it looks all right. I, I... It's it's not cheap though. It's like twenty five or thirty dollars. So I'm just gonna wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll come on sale. Hulk... That's it. Lots of stuff to play, and I don't know. I, I should probably go look at the 2024 release list. And clog through my slog through my backlog. Yeah. Like, I, like Cyberpunk. I was looking at like the next game I want to play. I'm like, man, I should play Cyberpunk. Or finish control, or <sighs> Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't played that. I don't uh, have a PS5. Got you know any... what? Why hasn't that game come out on PC yet? I don't understand why yeah. they have not I, released buddy, it on PC. Or my buddy's like, I beat Spider-Man too. He's like, I'll drop it off at your house. I'm like, oh, all you got a lot of good options there. Just yeah. take one. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm leaning towards Cyberpunk. Although Jedi Survivor is tempting. I want to at least start Jedi Survivor and kind of see how it like shakes out. And Alan Wake too. I gotta play that. I like Alan Wake a lot. I know I have a good time. But, yeah. You know, you guys have good things to say about it. And Dredge. Dredge seems like a very fun sort of game I could fire up for a little bit here and there, and just kind of. You know. Yeah, you can definitely play it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard that uh, Mario RPG is actually pretty short, right? Like around like twenty hours or so. Maybe maybe I misheard. You. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I I can't remember. It's just a straight remake of the Super the NES original. version, right? I, it's probably not. I, I, I doubt so. it's. I doubt it's much longer than that. It's maybe not even that long. Uh, I couldn't well, tell. Let's ask the internet. Yeah. Well, only fifteen to seventeen hours. I was gonna say. Yeah, I figured it was probably around yeah. fifteen hours. Why did I think it was longer? I don't know. You get, you know, in that modern age of RPGs that all have to be That's 80 gotta hours be, It's got to be 80 uh, hours. My, yeah. And that was my problem with Baldur's Gate 3. We've mentioned this before, is I was on the last fight, and for like two weeks, three weeks, I just could not do it. And I was telling my wife, I'm like, I'm kind of burnt out a little bit. And then I got the last, and then the last fight, I was like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes and that's it? I forget. I've done that with games before. Um, Stupid games. Uh, no. yeah. That was the way it was with uh, with uh, Breath of the Wild. It was like, I, yeah. no, I'm not doing the last battle. I'm not doing the last battle. I'm doing this. I'm going over doing that. And then literally do the last battle. The last five minutes, I'm like, oh, well, why didn't I just do that? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah. 
But no, I mean the only other game other than Hogwarts that's on my uh, Hogwarts that's on my Hogwarts? list is uh, Forza Motorsports, and I just put it on there because it's for Forza, and I just get a hankering to race cars, so I just pick it up and play it. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it's more Forza that looks really, really pretty. I mean, I, I like that. I mean, I like the Horizon, but the regular Forza series is probably my favorite. I just man. We need a racing series to take off again that's not licensed, Water. like Burnout was, Water. so yeah. that they can just destroy the cars and it doesn't matter. Because like, yeah. you can only go so far in all the games that use licensed cars. Yeah. Right. Bring yep. back Burnout. Oh, <laughs> Me too. I would, <laughs> I would definitely buy it. Or better yet, it would be really cool if they like, remake the three three earlier games or four earlier games and put them some out of some sort of remastered pack that would be cool yeah. sure I'd play that too but like just Me make too. a new one that's... yeah that's yeah. alright well that's all our games from last year and ranking them and yeah this one's turning into a three hour show so it's like yeah. <laughs> I knew it would be you know especially when it has all four of us here and we're actually able to you know do it it's it, they, they usually are a longer show so um you know, maybe next week or maybe next show we'll pick our what games we're looking forward to this year because I'd have to sit down and look at a list to even yeah, see what's really too. coming out me, this me year. Too. I know that yeah. new Star Wars game is supposed to come out. That's the only one oh, that yeah. I can remember off the top hey, of my head. Hey, guess what, John? That Star Wars game is not coming out this year. Oh, I doubt it is. Shut your <laughs> I hope it is, it's, but but I hope it is. But like, it's uh, it's going to be one of those ones that's like, hey, it's going to be fall. Oh, oops, it's delayed to February. It's, it's going to be a February of 2025 game. Yeah, you're like, probably you know, right. I mean, a lot of those big games they just like hey delay it i don't know put it in february every game should be in february yeah that's what and they that's do. and, doing it for years yeah <laughs> and i mean that's that's fine that's okay i'm i, I i'm not going to be heartbroken about it i don't it, care but... when it comes out as long as it's good i want yeah. it to be a good game so yeah if, i know yeah, to delay it to do that then oh, bio means absolutely bring it yeah. They're bringing Biomutant to the Switch. That's interesting. I was thinking about uh, Biomutant randomly the other day. Yeah. I don't know why. We got it for review and I finished it. And I was actually like, this is very different than when I first played it. You know, started out in Biomutant and then kind of like the game kind of evolved as I was playing. By the end, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to ever play this again. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at a list of stuff that's coming out. I know. Hey, that's it. Hey, that's no, I'm still on the Squad list of games coming out. That's right. Yeah, like, I'm still on the list of 2023. Right. Yeah. There's still you know new games the, from last year that I need to play that I haven't even started. So, yeah. but yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to call that a show, Dennis. I hope you can join us again for the next one. It's nice to have you back. So, thank you, thank yeah, you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we've missed you. So, <laughs> God, missed being here. Yeah. I didn't want to miss this one. I know this is the big one, so I, uh, I love, I love doing this. Yeah, one, so. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, we're going to call that a show. Um, thanks for listening and hanging out with us, and we'll catch you all next time.
podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.